0: listening to a Pave media show. Visit pavemedia.net for more podcasts and video entertainment So John, would you rather age normally, the way you are currently, and Mm -hmm. you know whatever whatever happens for the next five years of your life, or however long you're gonna live, I don't know. (laughs) Five? (laughs) We've been talking to? I've got some plans. Uh, (laughs) um, Or would you rather uh, age like Brad Pitt does in this film mm-hmm. um, in reverse, where you just start looking better every single day. Okay. Um, but you just look a little bit rubbery around the edges.
1: Okay. I mean, could I choose the point when it turned? What do you mean where it turned? Well, could I like age. Well, as, as, as in the midpoint? Yeah. Um... Could I like get to the midpoint and then start going backwards? Yeah, sure. And seems like
0: the obvious choice. Okay. So, like, at some point when your midpoint is, you say, your 30s. Um, you know where you are now, 32? Yeah, how is that a midpoint? It's just saying, if that if that were to be, you know, if you're... <laughs> then you'd live till you're, like, you're 64.
1: Yeah. No, no, no. I was thinking more like, wait till you're, like, 50. And then stop. Ah, so what, well, then guarantee you'll get to 100. Well, it's not about longevity as much as, like... Uh, you know, I know, like, I'll I'll just...
0: like the way you're thinking. Yeah. That could work. Yeah, sure, sure. Mm-hmm. Or, or... Okay. If it could guarantee the, when the end of your life is going to be... Okay. and you did want to live up quite well, you could just say, like, oh, well, you know, 80. 80, and then just double back on myself. Yeah. yeah. I assume you don't have, have any accidents or anything, but... <laughs>
1: um... Why do you keep saying that?
0: <laughs> What's going on? I'm scared. <laughs> Nothing's not planned. Just, I, no, we've made no plans. Okay. You know, me Who's we? No, nobody.
1: No. I don't like this at all. What? No,
0: no, it's all good. Don't 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 you worry about yourself. You'll be all right. We'll, we'll, we'll take care of you. <laughs>
1: Seriously, stop saying we. <laughs>
0: Welcome, everybody, to Beyond the Box Set, the podcast where we pitch prequels, sequels, and spin offs to films that don't have any. I'm Harry, joining me as always is John. Hello. <laughs> well, <What>, I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> I should say, joining me for now is it's John. For now, yeah. yeah.
1: Yes, and uh, Benjamin Button, I think. Oh, yes, so this week we are discussing The Curious Case of Benjamin Button. Yes, which was John's pick, and it is potentially one of the longest films we've done on this podcast. I was
0: wondering, do you think we've done longer? What's Titanic?
1: Yeah, Titanic's definitely longer. That's okay. That clears the three-hour mark. Does it? Okay. Yeah. Mm. What well, feels longer? <laughs> <laughs> fair point. Fair point. <laughs> we'll get to it, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I had to split this over two evenings. Really? Well, an evening and, and this morning. Sure. So, yeah. Okay, that, that's fair, yeah. I did struggle a bit. So, I mean, the reason I chose this is that it just seemed like a... Do you hate me? Well, yes, obviously. <laughs> but also, it seemed like a interesting film to do because it's got a really interesting concept mm-hmm. you know not something that you see in a lot of films it's about a guy who is born at extreme old age and mm-hmm. then ages backwards mm-hmm. that's the basic plot of the film yeah and it, you know it came out maybe 2013-14 I think so like something like that yeah. so four or five years ago maybe three mm-hmm. four or five years ago and it did really well like mm-hmm. it got nominated for like 13 Oscars I think really uh, it won a few which wow. we'll get to what it won and why okay. um, I'm sure you can guess mm-hmm. and you know it, it, it feels like kind of an iconic film because Mm -hmm. you know people talk about you know benjamin button Mm -hmm. i feel like it's definitely a film that people know about and are familiar with and it made a lot of money as well it was a huge huge hit Mm -hmm. so i thought you know there's a lot of reasons why this could be an interesting film to talk about Mm -hmm. i had seen it i had seen it i I actually saw it in the cinema when it came out oh yeah but i hadn't seen it since uh so those are my reasons Mm -hmm. aside from having to split it over two nights what did you think of this film
0: Hannah's ups and downs um, mm. now you say that the plot was all about he is old getting younger sure that's really not it mm. like it I, I don't know what the plot is about, but that's only really prevalent at the start and end of the film. There's mm. a whole bit for like an hour maybe even two hours in the middle yeah where it's not about that at all and it's just telling the story of a guy's life. Mm-hmm. And the fact that he's Asian in the wrong way makes no difference whatsoever.
1: It makes a little difference, I would say. I think it's but always it's there. It's just a few little comments here. Like when he goes to war, mm-hmm. and then... Well, he's always older than he appears to be. Or he looks older than he actually is. Yeah, but like, that,
0: it is commented on. But it, it, it like commented on a little bit. It doesn't become a plot point at that point. The middle of this film is essentially just Forrest Gump.
1: Well, yeah, I th- the whole film is Forrest Gump. Well, that was one thing I thought was... Another reason I chose this is because, you know, when we did Forrest Gump, mm-hmm. you said that it might well be a contender for your favorite film or Mm -hmm. certainly in your top three top five Mm -hmm. whatever so no this one is not no 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 i didn't think (laughs) especially after rewatching it yeah and it was written by the same people the same script writer it's based on a short story Mm -hmm. which i know you have some thoughts and feelings about yeah (laughs) it's the final i don't know what dagger in my
0: chest or something i don't know but just when i get to the end of this stupid film and it says Mm -hmm. based on the short novel like what
1: (laughs) You mean yeah. I could have read this in five minutes? Yeah, you probably could have done yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's It's very much the Forest Gump kind of story. Mm-hmm. And I kind of like those stories. I do like a... It also gave me Slight Shape of Water vibes. Yeah, I was thinking that too. Mm. It's something about the score, I think. Well, I would describe this film in one word as whimsical. Mm-hmm. It's a very whimsical film. It's like yeah. an, a grown-up fairy tale. It's definitely got that kind of yeah. magical realist kind of quality to it. Uh, so, yeah, and I love this. I love Ship of Water. I, I, I really enjoy Forest Gump. And so, you know, I thought maybe this will be in the same ballpark. Mm-hmm. Not so much, I don't think. Quality-wise, Quality-wise no. Quality-wise, no. I agree. I, I, I kind of liked it a lot less. I remember watched, enjoying it the first time, but I liked it a lot less on rewatch. We've
0: commented a lot on how long this film is. Would it have been a better film if it was shorter? Yes. Absolutely, yes. It's far too long. It's definitely too long, but I don't really know if length was its main issue for me. No, okay, no. I think it was just the interest that I had in it. True. Like but, it, it it gave a concept and didn't lean into it enough. Yeah. Because, like I say, it was only really prevalent when he's an old an old man baby mm. and then at the end.
1: No, I agree. I I agree with I think the main problem of this film is that the character of Benjamin Button is fucking boring. Yeah. He doesn't do anything. And then also
0: what's her face? Um Kate Blanchett. Yeah.
1: Also quite boring. <laughs> She's better, but yes, she's also not given enough of a character. Mm. I mean, she's basically Jenny. Y- yeah. It yeah. really is the same. Yeah. Like, it's... We full, well, obviously, you know, the difference being that they, they fall in love when he's an old man and she's mm-hmm. a little girl, which is... It's rough. It's rough. It's... Yeah. It's... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's hard. It's a tough pill to swallow, and I'm not sure the film entirely succeeds in making you swallow it. No. But much like Forrest Gump, they fall in love when they're both, you know, quote-unquote young, because he is young in inspirative, not <laughs> in his appearance. But it's not even when she's, like, a teenager. When no, she's pe- when a people, literal child. When people start thinking about that sort of thing. Sure. But, like, you know, Forrest Gump says he falls in love with Jenny when they sit on the back of the bus at the age of, like, five well, or six. At least or... they're the same age. Well, that's what I mean. But they are the same age, more or less. Well, they're not. no, he's, like, a good, like, five, ten years older than her. I think he's supposed to be... What do they say he's 47 and she's 43 when they meet? So I think he's, like, Is four it, years uh, older. Okay, sure. So, yeah, not... Yeah, it's not not a man. It's not older, but. They're both prepubescent, I think, is the point. Hmm. He's not at that point, you know, fully sexually developed. Mm -hmm. But obviously, what you're seeing on the screen is a a creepy old man. They really could have just pushed it a
0: bit later to her being a teenager and him looking a bit more like he's. I don't know. Just a bit closer.
1: I'm not sure. I mean, it was always going to be a tough sell. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I was really struck by how much it was. The Forrest Gump and Jenny dynamic, where, like, they fall in love as children, and then she disappears, and she has her whole life and stuff, Mm -hmm. and then she becomes this kind of slightly unlikable character, Mm -hmm. and then she kind of gets punished, you know? Mm. You know, Jenny gets AIDS, or HIV, and Daisy gets hit by a car and can't be a dancer anymore, Mm -hmm. and then she has to come crawling back, you know, Jenny comes crawling back to Forrest, Mm -hmm. and then Daisy comes crawling back to Benjamin, and Mm -hmm. they stay together, and they have their marriage, and then... I guess the difference is that he leaves rather than her leaving. Yeah. But... It's very the same, <laughs> and it, like it, it, to the point where you think, "Is this on purpose? Mm. Is it on purpose that this is telling the same story?" Because mm-hmm. it could only compare poorly. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can't
0: redo Forrest yeah. Gump. Like,
1: I know a lot of people have problems with the Forrest Gump romance, and I, I don't think it's a perfect. You know, I do think that film is too hard on Jenny, mm-hmm. but it's definitely more. It's definitely a more compelling romance than this film is. I think mm-hmm. I, I never really. There were moments when I bought into it because they're both good actors, uh, and there, there's some. There were some. There were some scenes that got to me. But yeah, I think I going. bought into it
0: more the the age where they're both themselves. Yes, like that scene they have in the dance studio where they're just mm-hmm. like, I want to remember this moment. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. you know when they are literally the same age. Like, that's the point when just like, yep, I can absolutely buy this right now because I can sure. I can see their similarities and they're they're meeting in the middle at this point. Mm. You points
1: on the film where neither of them look like an alien as well. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Well, I was going to say, actually, obviously he looks awful. Yeah. She didn't look anywhere near as bad. What do you mean, the CGI or...? Well, just anything that was going on on her face. Like, when when she was looking much younger, when she's, Mm. you know, the first time she's Kate Blanchett, when she's, like, 20 or something. Yeah, she doesn't look perfect, but Mm. she looks pretty good. Yeah. Like, believable. Mm -hmm. And then when she gets older, she just looks like somebody... Wearing a little bit of old old lady makeup, and she still sure. looks pretty good. Like I'd say, she looks better than uh, Forrest Gump's mum.
1: Sure, I've been- well, sure. Yeah. <laughs> I've been burned on Sally Field, but sure. <laughs> <laughs> or Sally Field's makeup artist. Well, sure, yeah. Okay.
0: Um, yeah. Whereas Brad Pitt in this, I don't know why they insisted CGIing everything. Because mm-hmm. they really could have done well to just like have a different actor for the old man stuff, because so much of it is old man stuff. Yeah, I and agree. they. Didn't get the look. Mm. Well, I think that, I guess that, that there may well be a 2019 standard I'm looking at it from.
1: Yeah, I think it, I, I mean the Oscars it won were all for makeup and visual effects. Mm-hmm. So you know it was it was quite groundbreaking in terms of what it did. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I agree with you. It always looked a bit uncanny valley-ish. Yeah, like, and you could always just see Brad Pitt. Well, I guess the, you have to see Brad Pitt because it's the. What's same. the point? Yeah, sure, but yeah. I, don't, I don't know. Not, but I don't necessarily know if you saw Brad Pitt in a good way. It was more like. Mm. Oh, it wasn't like, oh, this is what Brad Pitt's going to look like in 30 years. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, this is Brad Pitt with a lot of ridiculous CGI mm-hmm. old age makeup on. Yeah. Whereas, yeah, I think Kate Blanchett, apart from the very end, maybe, it looked more believably like, oh, this is just Kate Blanchett, but aged up. Mm-hmm. In fact, I thought the worst Kate Blanchett looked was when she was playing 20 year old Kate Blanchett and they did some kind of. De aging, similar to what they did mm. with Samuel L. Jackson in the Captain Marvel film, you know, mm-hmm. they they obviously just smoothed her out a bit, mm. and she, there were sometimes it looked great. Some there were definitely scenes when she just looked like an actual alien.
0: Well, I thought they didn't really stick that much. They didn't uh, spend much time with her at that age. No, no.
1: The most of it that um, was the fact that she could, you know, she could pull it off better. You know, yeah. a bit of, There there was a couple of scenes. Early and on.
0: to be honest, we're also more used to seeing female actors wearing a lot of makeup, which actually smooths their face. Absolutely, sure. And that's a deliberate thing that you know that. A lot of women do, and yes. Brad Pitt does not,
1: no absolutely, that's fair, yeah,
0: um so I guess it's just easier to make somebody look a little bit better,, mm-hmm. but I don't know, they spent too much time on the on the brad Pitt c g i like there's that one bit the one time where he's c g i to look younger mm-hmm. um, you know, when he comes back and uh, meets his daughter at like oh he was a
1: teenager or something his hair in that scene is so bad,
0: <laughs> it was weird because they kept like he was just standing completely still, mm-hmm. like his his face lit up from the streetlight outside. Mm-hmm. And they're just having this back and forth, him and Kate Blanchett. And every time they cut the camera back to him, he looked a little bit worse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't understand how that happened, but it happened. Mm, I agree with you. It was really odd because he didn't move. Nothing changed. No. Just... Well, that's the problem. He didn't move.
1: Mm. Mm. What did you think, I mean, regardless of the, the makeup and the CGI, mm. what did you think of Brad Pitt, his performance in this? Do you think that's why the character was boring? Or do you think it was just the writing made it a boring character?
0: Mm, I think the writing made it a little bit of a boring character because he never... He didn't really show much emotion Mm -hmm. or any conflict. No. Like, like, there's that whole bit where he goes to war and it's just not a problem for him.
1: Yeah. Well, nothing's a problem for him. (laughs) I mean, that's the thing. He is a character with no real agency. He doesn't really seem to have any strong opinions on anything. It's Mm. just like things are happening to him, and he just kind of, like... He doesn't even react to them. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, I guess I'm in a brothel now. I'm losing my virginity. Uh, okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, I guess I've, you know, fallen in love with Cape Blanchard, yeah, and that's kind of sad. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it just... There was no moment when he expressed... And again, just to compare it to Forrest Gump, like, that's a character who was very... Could be very one-note, because, mm-hmm. you know, he's obviously... Not 100% emotionally mature, you mm-hmm. know, and and he's very, very like straight down the line and he always just takes everything very literally. Yeah. But I don't know if it's because Tom Hanks is a better actor than Brad Pitt or the writing's better. It's the writing. I think the writing is better. Mm. It, 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 he's, he's funny and he's a character.
0: Well, Brad Pitt's not given any big emotions to do at this point. Like, sure. If you compare it to Tom Hanks, like, Tom Hanks gets all, uh, like, Lieutenant Dan, you came back, and you're going to be my first mate. and That's my boat. Yeah, and yeah, just, exactly. He gets stuff like that. Yeah, there's there's a lot more going on in Forrest Gump. Yeah, there's a lot just fun, silliness, sadness. You yeah. know, when 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 people die and stuff. When people die in this, like the, there's no emotional scene written. It's just Brad Pitt gets to go. Oh, cut to the funeral. Yeah, like there's there's nothing. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it's like he doesn't really feel anything.
0: Mm. Yeah, it, it might be a mixture of of the acting and the and, and the writing, but the writing is definitely a big part yeah. of
1: why there's not much emotion in his character. Yeah. Well, I did wonder, like, what do you think of like outside of this film? What do you think of Brad Pitt as an actor in terms of the things you've seen him in? I quite like him. I yeah. I, I think he's good. He's he's got some range. Yeah. I mean, what's your favorite Brad Pitt performance? Um,
0: Fight Club's pretty good. Mm. Seven Years in Tibet,
1: one of his best. Oh, I've not seen that one. Yeah, I'm not too sure what else. Uh, we did interview the vampire, but I think he was, again, the most boring part of that film.
0: Y- yes, he was, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: That was definitely the Tom Cruise and Kirsten Dunst show. Yeah, 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 it was. And it was the same thing. He's like the narrator who just watches everything happen to him, which seems to be something that happens in a mm-hmm. lot of his films. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's it, really. I, like.
0: mm-hmm. I, I really do like him as an actor. In Glory's Bastard, he's fairly good in that. He's just playing Brad Pitt. He's definitely a person who needs to be directed well, yeah. and he can play Brad Pitt roles.
1: yeah. Well, that's thing, because I feel like Brad Pitt, it's funny, because he's so super famous, and it, mm. it's like he's iconic. Like, I think he's iconic. Mm-hmm. He is, like, the ultimate icon of the 90s in terms of, like, what is a sex symbol for a man. You know what I mean? Okay, sure.
0: <laughs> it's funny, we're going to go with the ultimate icon for the 90s, and, like, you're picking Brad
1: Pitt? <laughs> no, I don't mean, like, not for me personally. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, you know, obviously there's lots, but I mean just, like... His name means, mm. you know... He's, like, he's in that Shania Twain song, isn't it? Oh, so you're Brad Pitt? Oh, no. yeah. You know, it's that kind of thing. It's like, yeah. you say Brad Pitt, people just think, oh, sexy. Mm-hmm. You know? And it, But I think, like, he doesn't... Friends. That's his best role. Sure, yeah. Mm. Well, he's playing yeah against type. <laughs> <shouldn't he? laughs> no, I've seen some really good Brad Pitt performances, too. I really like him in Burn After Reading. Okay. I think it's that one, yeah. He's funny. He, and he's playing against type. And, yeah, he's great in Fight Club. He mm. definitely can act. I'm not saying he's not a good actor. Mm-hmm. Um, but... He's great at Brad Pitt roles. Yeah, and I think... You're right, and I And Brad Pitt roles have range, yeah, but sure. they're
0: still definitely like, oh, he's just playing Brad Pitt. Yeah,
1: I just don't think this was... I think maybe this wasn't the right film for him. Mm. I think it needed somebody like Tom Hanks who could have given it a bit more soul. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the writing needed to be better as well, but I think a different actor, someone a bit quirkier, a bit more weird, a bit more, you know, with a bit more personality could have mm. given the character a bit more depth, where it just really felt like he was just this complete blank slate for the entire film. Yeah. And it really did make the film a bit of a slog because the film, we are constantly, I mean, we'll do a little plot now, but we are constantly being introduced to characters who are more interesting than Bradford, yeah. than Benjamin Button. <laughs> and yeah. it's like, oh, I want to stay with you. Mm-hmm. Like, and then they just, they come and go mm-hmm. and we're just left with this quite flat character who, as you mentioned, apart from the beginning and the end, the one thing that's interesting about him, the fact that he's aging backwards isn't really a factor. Mm. It's weird. It's like this film had a good idea mm-hmm. or took a good idea from a famous short story mm-hmm. and was like, oh, this will make a great film. Mm. And then... Do you think you try to Titanic
0: it? In what sense? Where it's like, here's a story, mm-hmm. but to make it a great film, in our opinion, we're going to add another story. Do you oh, think Do you think that's what... I've, I've no idea what the short short story is about. Oh, the short
1: story is... Yeah, I think but, the short story is more of like a parody. I think it's more like humorous. Mm-hmm. I've not read it, but as far as I know, it's a lot funnier than this film is. It's okay, like a parody sure. of like old men trying to stay young and stuff or something like that.
0: But I could see that the, the short story is just about kind of like the start and the end of his life, and the yeah. middle bit is barely a... A thing. Oh, because, I'm sure that's the case, yeah. Because the middle bit of this is just something really different. It's just, oh, we just built a romance and a Forrest Gump-style life into this. Yeah. And if you look at the Titanic, it's like, here's the story of the ship sinking from the point of the view of, of Romeo and Juliet, pretty much. Sure.
1: Well, Titanic is more like two stories that, I think there's a very clear split in the middle of Titanic. Mm. I don't just mean the boat. Like, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> well, you know, the first half is like a love story, like, a, and then the second half is an action film. The best pun you've made, by the way, ever. Mm. Oh, thank you. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I've done better. Surely that's not the best ever. But sure, I'll take it. Um, but you know, what I mean, like, yeah, I mean, the love story stays throughout. But like, the mm. first half is pure love story, mm. and then halfway through, boom, it's an action movie yeah. with two <clears throat> characters that you've already fallen in love with for the first mm-hmm. half. Whereas this film is, I don't know, it is like Forrest Gump. It really is. It's like here's an interesting character who's got something that makes him different from everyone else. Mm-hmm. You know, Forrest Gump's thing is that you know he's to use his own word, he's simple or he's slow, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he's very sincere and he doesn't understand things. And Benjamin mm-hmm. Button's thing is that he's this child who looks like a man. And mm-hmm. then as his time goes by, he kind of looks less and less like an old man and stuff. Mm-hmm. But he's still a man out of time or something. Yeah. And it's like, oh, here, here he is going to... You know, And yeah. both films, they're going to go out into the world and you know, they're both going to go to war. Mm-hmm. It's literally the same film. My mm-hmm. God. Mm-hmm. They both go to war. They both go on a boat for a while. They both yep. be a sea captain, yep. you know. And you know they just have all these adventures and inadvertently affect the world around them and they have this like love story that comes in and out of it the whole thing as well Mm -hmm. so i I can understand why that seemed like a good structure but yeah they just didn't the character was just so Mm nothingy that it just felt like all the stuff in the middle was just real filler Mm -hmm. and it's a shame because the for the first like half hour of this film when it's setting it all up i was like i was really into it Mm -hmm. i enjoyed it a lot i was really kind of i enjoyed those kind of Fairy y fat kind of things, you know. This whole all the all the backstories, all the side plots about the the guy who makes the clock and stuff, which I'll talk about in a second. Mm-hmm. Lightning guy, which I'm sure we'll talk about. You know, all that stuff was great. You know, yeah. that's exactly yeah, yeah. what I want from this kind of film. Yeah, and even at the end, it pulled it back a bit. Like I thought the end was very sad. I, had to, I might have teed up a little bit. You know, but the middle bit was just two hours, literally two hours of just, and then the next thing happened, and then the next thing happened, and there's no, there was just nothing mm. really. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, should we we do a quick plot summary? Yes, go for it. I'm not going to do scene by scene because we'll be here for, like, days. (laughs) So we we opened in 2013? In, uh, I think, 13, 14? No, earlier? 2008, 2008, maybe. Yeah, I think it's more like 2008. Wait, in the hospital? In the hospital, yeah. Whenever well, Hurricane, Hurricane Katrina, Katrina was. Was, yeah. it was like 2008. Sorry. Okay, later. sure. Yeah. So yeah, it's the middle of Hurricane Katrina. Mm. I never understood why Hurricane Katrina was relevant to this film. No, me neither. <laughs> I'm sure there is some kind of meaning to it. I but guess I guess it,
0: it was just maybe to add some kind of an urgency to the few end scenes of the film. Mm-hmm. As in just like, well we need to wrap this up somehow, so like how can we Well it didn't do exactly so? speed things up, did it? Like, no it didn't, to be honest. But
1: it was just like Kate Blanchett's yeah. telling the story and then every like forty five minutes you'll cut back to her and some random nurse will come in and be like, It's still raining. Yeah. Back to the story. Like, yeah. It didn't add anything. Like it was never like, Oh shit, we need to get her out of here because yeah. the rain's coming. That's not why she's gonna die. Yeah. You know, it's just I mean really I did, incidental. I did notice
0: a classic at the start of the film, a quote that's in so so many films and mm-hmm. should be its own drinking game sure. is a character saying the storm's coming yeah yeah true
1: <laughs> it's in so many films yeah well you know it means the, the storm is coming yeah, uh, yeah and, <laughs> and it, it it did come didn't it, it it did it certainly did so yeah we're opening this hospital bed during the beginning of Hurricane Katrina in New, so we're in New Orleans in America mm-hmm. Kate Blanchett is in heavy heavy old lady makeup mm-hmm. so much so that I didn't recognise her no she is unrecognisable in the scene mm. And she is basically, for, for which she may as well just been somebody else. True, yeah, but it didn't look as unrealistic as some of the Brad Pitt stuff. Like, no, it's, it's. I think it's just because she was actually in makeup and not CGI. Yeah, sure. Yeah, it, practical effects work better. Mm. It's a hill I'm going to die on. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah, so she's basically in her like late 80s, early 90s. She's she's you know basically dying, and she's in the hospital with her daughter, played by Julia Romand, mm. who, fun fact. Played Brad Pitt's love interest in a film in the 90s called uh, Legends of the Fall. So yeah. I guess she's not on screen with Brad Pitt in this film at all, but mm. it's funny. She's like in this film playing his daughter mm-hmm. and like 20 years ago, she played his love interest. Mm. Which fun fact. Cool. Anyway. That's an inverse Forrest Gump fact. A little bit, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yes, so it is. Like the Sally Field, Tom Hanks thing. God, this film rips it off in so many ways. (laughs) Even the incidentals are a rip-off. Jesus. Um, Anyway, so Kate Blanchett's dying in bed, and she asks her daughter to read from this book that she's got. And so the daughter picks up this book, which is the diary of Benjamin Button, Mm who is a guy this daughter doesn't know anything about. Mm -hmm. And through this, Kate Blanchett tells the story of her great love affair with Benjamin Button. And then we flash back to 1918 or something. Similar. Just after the First World War. Yes. Mm. And the first thing we, we hear is Cate Blanchett tells this kind of fairy story about a famous clockmaker mm. who has a son who dies in the One. World War One. Yeah. yeah. And then in his grief, he designs a clock that runs backwards mm. that sits in New Orleans train station.
0: Which nobody had a problem with.
1: I thought that's right. I was like. Who commissioned this clock? They're yeah. going pissed. Yeah. yeah. He's gonna be sued. That's not yeah. what asked for. And the fact that they
0: keep that clock for like a good eighty years yeah. or something—like you're gonna need another clock next to it. Like, look, poetic and all, yeah, very good, and obviously mm-hmm. a big metaphor for this stupid film I'm watching.
1: But that clock is not gonna work in a train station. No, yeah, I could see the kind of oh, that's that'd be like a tourist attraction—the backwards clock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But. In a train station, when you genuinely need to know the time, it's (laughs) kind of important. It's going to to play havoc with the actual trains, you know, Mm. because it's going to be right, like, what, once every 12 hours? Mm. Madness. I think think more than that. Is it once every six hours or something? I'm not sure. Well, it was a a standard 12-hour clock, right?
0: Yeah. So it would take, to go from 12 all the way back to six, it would take six hours. Right. By which point it would be six o'clock.
1: Oh, I see. Okay, Wouldn't
0: it? So it'd be four times a day, that clock would be correct.
1: Okay, fine. I'll take your word for it. These kind of logic puzzles were never my strength. Well, clearly for me. Anyway, oh, great, good for you. Anyway, so <laughs> this is just this incidental story. And apparently on the same <laughs> night or the same year uh, the baby a baby is born. Sure. Yeah. They never explained why it specifically happened to him. What mm-hmm. his connection was to No. Them. they were other than the fact that he was born in New Orleans in this around the same time this clock was unveiled. Mm-hmm. But there was, no, there was no explanation of why it happened to him or what its connection was mm. with the clockmaker, mm. if any. But regardless, a baby is born in New Orleans and it's born, the mother dies in childbirth and the father comes back and sees the baby. And the baby is literally like the size of a baby at this point, mm-hmm. but it's an old man, like yeah. a horribly, you know, decrepit old man. Um, and he's horrified. He goes to drown the baby in the river, but then he gets seen by a police officer. Mm-hmm. So instead, he leaves the baby on the doorstep of a local old peoples home. I'm not sure what it was. I think it was... I guess it was an old peoples home. Okay. Well, all the residents were old people Like a retirement a community. Sure. Run by Taraji B. Hansen, hmm Who well, I didn't recognise, to be honest. Like, I saw it and I was like, is that... Nah, no, I don't think that's her, because she
0: looks so different in this you to think how I currently recognise her.
1: Well, it was ten years
0: ago. I don't think she looks... Hugely different, does she? Maybe she just looks 10 years younger. I, I, I don't know, but
1: like... Well, she ages... She gets aged up and down a lot in this film, and she's dressed, obviously, mm. you know. She, um, yeah, I I, I, wasn't, I wasn't confident on her mm-hmm. initially. Yes. Okay. Now, this is the film that was like her breakout role. She got nominated for an Oscar. Really? Yeah. Her and Brad Pitt were nominated for... Act- she got Best Supporting Actress. Didn't mm. win, but was nominated. Mm. And Brad Pitt was nominated for Best Actor. And please tell me he did not win. He did not win. He has never yet won an Oscar. Whew, yeah. thank God. No, undes- well nothing got on that last fact but, but for, this yeah, for this film yeah. would have been undeserved definitely mm-hmm. um, but yeah this was a real breakout for her mm-hmm. definitely okay, cool. yeah so Taraji B. Hansen is this kind of kind-hearted nurse who runs this retirement community with all these like rich old white people who are dying mm-hmm. well you know they're not all dying but you know <laughs> so she takes pity on the bit this kind of there's a doctor who says it's probably not going to last the night or whatever. Mm-hmm. She takes pity on it, takes it in and cares for it, the baby and it survives and thrives. Mm-hmm. And so she kind of raises it as her own and this mm-hmm. baby becomes kind of Brad Pitt under a whole lot of old age makeup and CGI. Mm. They really fast forwarded from him being like baby sized. Mm-hmm. Like she literally puts him in a drawer at one point, mm. you know, so he's, Genuinely the size of a baby, which I guess makes sense. Otherwise, how on earth would the mother give birth to him? You know. Yeah, yeah. I had many questions. Yeah. <laughs> but then they just skip, and then he's like still like very obviously very shriveled and yeah. and shrunken as like extremely old people often are, but essentially an adult. Mm-hmm. so like, when did that happen? Mm. Like, how fast was that? Like, I think you next see him
0: when um, he's like in a wheelchair.
1: Yeah, but like Kate
0: Blanchard is like. Eight or something at that point. Sure, sure, sure. And he's supposed to be, what you say, four years older?
1: Yeah, so I guess he'd be like 12. So, yeah, because
0: he had like the size of a 12-year-old. Yes. Or maybe a little bit older. Or yeah, well, I think but, that's like, the thing,
1: because old people, you know, when he, they get very old, they they lose a little bit of height and stuff, so I guess... I mean, they never become size. Well, well, yeah, now. but
0: like also he had to kind sort of grow up that way, so... Yeah. Yeah, he had, the, he had the size of a 12-year-old, but the look of an old man, and it's just... Um, there's a lot of topless scenes as well.
1: There are a lot. Yes, yeah, I found those real... And it's yeah.
0: just unpleasant. Not in a way like unpleasant to see to old people and topless, but just... It was uncanny. Yeah. And it just wasn't nice. It just didn't... It looked like something that was just wrong.
1: Yeah, exactly. I, I had so many questions. Like, how are his teeth working? Yeah, yeah. Like, did he was he born with teeth or did his teeth grow in, like, as adult teeth
0: first? Like,
1: I had so many questions.
0: Mm. Biggest thing that I've got, which maybe you were going to get to, I don't know, was I was spending this whole film... Like not enjoying, but also enjoying the bad CGI, mm-hmm. and I was really looking forward to how they were going to make him look younger and younger and younger at the end. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Well, since he started off as like a small baby, that means he's got to die the size of an of an old man." Yeah. So what you thought it was going to be like an adult baby? <laughs> yeah, I thought it was going to be a scary, a freaky-looking baby Brad Pitt, oh, but God, an adult I'm glad size. i to go down that direction. I was really hoping for it. Yeah, I was really. like, well, "What are they going to do here?" I can't wait. It's going to be fantastic, and mm-hmm. they just didn't do it. They just recast it. Yeah. Which is what they should have done for before. Yeah. Well, I did appreciate they recast it with a boy who they gave the exact Brad Pitt haircut to. Yes. Y'all listen. Y'all listen up here.
1: we going to have us a visitor
0: that's going to be staying with us for a little while. My sister had a child and she couldn't see right by it, so...
1: He's known as... Benjamin.
0: Not a well child, so gonna have to take good care of him. I had 10 children.
1: There's not a baby I can't care for. Let me see him. Oh, God in heaven. He looks just like my (laughs) ex-husband.
0: Look, he's prematurely old. Dr. Rose said he ain't got much more time on this earth. Join the club.
1: (laughs) 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 Yeah, so he's growing up in this old people's home, and then he meets young Kate Blanchett Mm -hmm. who's like eight years old when he first meets her she is the daughter of one of the residents basically Mm -hmm. and they kind of take a shine to each other there are some deeply creepy scenes of them kind of you know hanging out together in under blankets and stuff Mm -hmm. and you know it's just it's just it's just hard like yeah especially when Taraji B. Henson's just always saying like oh they just don't understand you Benjamin you're not like other boys I was like oh god like maybe because of all the Michael Jackson stuff that's come out recently and it's just very much like in the media and it's Mm -hmm. just kind of Oh, it's just—it's a, a hard pill to swallow. It really is. Like, mm-hmm. Anyway, but that happens. So he gradually keeps getting younger and younger. She keeps getting older. Oh, there's a scene with a faith healer. That was one of my favourites, actually. Of course so, it was, yeah. So Queenie... <laughs> Taraji B. Henson's character is called Queenie. Mm-hmm. She, Oh, she's also in a relationship... I don't think she's married, but she's in a relationship with Mahershala Ali, mm-hmm. who I had completely forgotten was in this film. Utterly forgotten. Yeah. So I was like, oh, great! So, so she's in a relationship with him, uh, but we find out that she is uh, barren. She can't conceive children of her own. Mm-hmm. So she goes to this faith healer and asks to try and get her, him to kind of heal her of that. And he also kind of tries to heal Benjamin and stuff. And that's kind of a fun, weird scene where he... This faith healer kind of says, you will walk, you will walk, you will walk. And mm. then he does. And you think, well, it's not really the faith healer, is it? It's probably mm. because, you know, he is naturally getting stronger as he gets older slash younger. Mm-hmm. And then it just ends with this very weird, funny note where the faith healer just drops dead of a heart attack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Made no sense. No, it was just kind of like, I think he's, the, the Brad Pitt's voiceover is like, the Lord gives and the Lord takes away. And it's mm. like, all right. <laughs> yep, sure. Okay. I don't, know, I don't know what that was, but I, I, I kind of enjoyed it. It was just weird and fun. Mm. Like, I wish more of this movie had been that like kind of weird and fun, mm-hmm. you know? That felt very, like, you know, Guillermo del Toro. Or, you know. Yeah, it did. Yeah. It Big Fish sort of thing? Yes, or Tim Burton. Mm. Tim Burton should have directed this. Yeah. Like, Tim Burton before you went crap. Like, yeah, you know. that would
0: have been really good. Yeah.
1: Maybe maybe that's the thing. Maybe David Fincher, who did Seven and Fight Club and stuff, which are great movies, mm. maybe he was the wrong director for this. Mm-hmm. I feel like he might have been. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's, like, imagined, got enough imagination in that in that kind of fantasy kind of way. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so he's, he continues to get younger and stronger, and he eventually goes out. What happens first? Does he meet the sailor or does he go to the brothel? Or is it the... It's the... No, it's the other... Is it the pygmy guy who takes him to the brothel? I do not know, John. It's a lot, isn't it? A lot <laughs> of things happen and it's kind of... It's a, a lot or...
0: and if this was around a 45-minute mark, then I was falling asleep. Really? awesome okay.
1: Did you actually watch the whole thing or did you miss a bit? Oh, well, I, I... I didn't I didn't fall asleep. I paused it and picked it up the next day. Okay, so, fine, yeah. sure. Yeah, at some point Brad Pitt goes out to sea.
0: Yeah, he destroys the crew of a tugboat. That's it, yeah. And I
1: never understood why. I guess he just wanted to have an adventure. And then later got enlisted in the, into the uh, army. Well, the whole crew of the tugboat. Mm. Yeah. So he starts working for, let's be honest, Lieutenant Dan. Yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, Jared Harris playing this kind of salty sea captain mm-hmm. who's like covered in tattoos. Mm. For me, like, again, probably the most interesting character in the movie. Mm. Like, he was lots of fun. Like, I would have watched a yep. whole movie about that guy. Yeah. But alas, no. Yep. So he takes him, out, he takes him to a, a couple of brothels, I believe. Yeah, he does because he's the only... He meets him while he's drinking with his dad or while he's drinking with somebody. And then this guy's like, you've never had sex before. Well, let's take you to a brothel. And, you know, that all happens. And he just takes a shower to him, basically. Mm. And then the two of them go out to sea together with a bunch of other sailors. And then they get wrapped up in World War One, All the sailors get killed. They end up in Russia for some reason. We get a little subplot. <laughs> World War II. But yeah. Oh, sorry. World War II. They get caught up in World War II. Everyone else gets killed, mm. you know, in, in a submarine attack. Oh, he has this like weird mid-movie fling with Tilda Swinton mm-hmm. who's having some great fun she's <laughs>
0: I mean it's classic Tilda Swinton it really is um, I just love the bit when she was getting totally stressed out by the cup of tea that he was making up because <laughs> I felt that pain <laughs> really it wasn't the right way to <laughs> no she was not
1: do- sorry he was not doing very well at all <laughs> As a non-tea drinker, I'll just have to take your word for that.
0: Well, he was doing everything wrong and she was trying to be kind of polite about it. It was, mm-hmm. great. It was like, oh, no, sorry, could you just um, leave it in the pot for a bit longer? Leave, leave it to I stew? Know. And he's like, what does stew mean? She's <laughs> like, oh, my God, Brad Pitt, just get lost.
1: <laughs> well, it's funny, like, because Tilda Swinton is British, mm-hmm. but I felt like she was playing super British. Oh, she was, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, she's Scottish. I mean, she's, she's not British. She's Sc- Well, yeah, that is British. But, you know, she's not, like, English. She's Scottish. Mm-hmm. But, God, yeah, she was playing so, so English. Like, mm. it, was, it, was, it, was, it was kind of quite a lot, but...
0: Yeah, well, I mean, she got to complain about tea for a
1: while, so yeah. Basically, yeah. It, was she was, it, was, it was broad strokes. Yeah. Oh, maybe, um, better to let it steep a little? Steep? Um, soak.
0: I don't know, I mean, there, there's a proper way of making tea. Well,
1: uh, I'm
0: from, people just want it to be hot.
1: Well, quite right. you're a seaman a sailor I hope you won't think me impolite but I have to ask aren't you a little old to be working on a
0: boat well, there's no age limit as long as you can do the work
1: oh. so they have this kind of affair she's an older woman although obviously he looks older mm. and then they kind of have this break well, he- she disappears they have a little breakup, and she disappears from the movie her whole thing is that she wanted to swim the English Channel mm-hmm. and then she couldn't she failed and then she never tried again mm. but- Anyway, it, it doesn't matter. Mm. Doesn't really come up again. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Like so much in this movie, doesn't really come up again. Mm. So then he goes back to New Orleans, I think. And then he, oh, and then he kind of keeps reconnecting with Kate Blanchett, mm-hmm. Daisy, who's now an adult, has mm. now become full Kate Blanchett. I, I forgot to mention. Do you remember how weird the ADR was on the kids who were playing Daisy? No. Like before, it was Kate Blanchett. There were two like young kids. One of them was actually Elle Fanning to Fanning's sister. Okay. It felt like they were... I'm pretty sure Kate Blanchett was ADR. You know what ADR is? Like, voiceovering the kids. Dubbing ah, the kids. Ah, right, yeah. yeah. It felt like the kids were really badly dubbed with this, these weird voices that didn't match yeah. their mouth movements. Mm, okay. It just added to the whole oddness. No, I missed that. Yeah. Anyway, so he comes back, and she's become, like, a woman, you know? Mm-hmm. And she's become a famous ballet dancer. She lives in New York, so they kind of reconnect a little bit, have a few little meet moments. Then he follows her to New York, where she's become, like, this... You know, she's a young woman in New York having a great time and she doesn't really want to hang out with her anymore mm-hmm. initially. So again, it's very much like when Forrest Gump goes to find Jenny and she's like being a hippie in the army. It's basically yeah. the same thing. Yeah, Is that when they do the weird... She does the weird sex dance for him, though? What was this? When she does like the weird ballet dance in the moonlight and it's just really odd. Oh, yeah. A weird seductive ballet dance she does.
0: I forgot about that. Mm. That was...
1: Yeah, what? <laughs> it was very strange.
0: I mean, there's so much of this film that doesn't really make any sense, and so it was difficult for me to get on board with. Sure, yeah. You know, given i stopped halfway through, it really breaks mm. up a film. I just um, really,
1: I just powered through it, mm. right? Sometimes you just have to power through it. I did not watch it twice, okay. which I often do, yep. but this week I was like, there are not enough hours in my life. There, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <Fair>, there, <laughs> yeah. I have to go back tomorrow. Oh,
0: so soon.
1: Wish I could stay. Dancers don't need costumes or scenery anymore. I can imagine dancing completely naked.
0: You're at D.H. Lawrence. Looks books are banned. And the words are like making love.
1: Basically, they keep coming back together and breaking apart again. They have this kind of on-off kind of relationship. Mm-hmm. At some point, she gets hit by a car because mm-hmm. she has to suffer, obviously. Breaks her leg. I liked the scene leading up to that. It was good, yeah. The If anything else had changed, it was like the bustle mm-hmm. effect, wasn't it? It was like yeah, if yeah. one thing had gone wrong or one thing had gone differently, like, you know, a woman misses a taxi and because of that taxi, a guy's running late and mm-hmm. yeah, all this stuff happens leading to her mm-hmm. ultimately getting hit by a car. Mm-hmm. Her leg is shattered. She can no longer dance anymore, so... Yeah. Now she's humbled. She goes back to New Orleans. That's and... probably
0: my favorite part of the movie. I think I would say the beginning it, is my favorite. It's it suddenly turned into a different different film. Yeah, well that felt it like turned more into in... a sort of like a run, lola, run sort of yes. scenario. Well, well, very much that, very much yeah. that. Yeah, it was just weird and odd and just very unique in this film. Yeah, and it was
1: refreshing. I liked the beginning of this film, the end of this film, and like a few bits with the sea captain and that bit basically. Yeah, it was really like they were patchy. Like they were. There were enough bits that I liked for me to not, like, hate the film, Mm -hmm. but they were really, like, interspersed with stuff that wasn't bad, Mm -hmm. but was just, like, super dull. Mm -hmm. Just long stretches of just, like, nothing is happening. Yeah. But anyway, so she goes back to New Orleans, and he's just getting younger and younger and younger. At a certain point, Taraji B. Henson dies. Very, very sad. Mm -hmm. They kind of take over the place for a bit. And he he progressively just goes from being, like, old man to, like, sexy Brad Pitts And, Mm -hmm. like... (laughs) I really loved the sexy Brad Pitt montages they kept adding in at the end. Like here's Brad Pitt looking sexy on a boat. Yeah, here's Brad Pitt looking sexy backpacking around Europe. Like, just like, he had like the sunglasses and everything. It was yeah. just like, what is this? Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. And I, I, I don't know. I think again, I think just added a different vibe. If it making him a Brad Pitt type. You know, like this super like photogenic, inhumanly Hollywood looking actor. Mm-hmm. It added this extra thing of, like, he's not just, like, a guy with a strange thing. He's, like, a guy who is some kind of weird god, you know, like... Whereas, again, if it was just someone like Tom Hanks, who just mm. looks like a person... Yeah, normal guy, yeah. Yeah, I think that would make it a very different story. Mm-hmm. And I think I might have liked that story better, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Because it was weird, like, even when he's, like, old man Brad Pitt, like, he's unaccountably very attractive to a lot of women. A lot of women are like, oh, hello, you know? And so then as he becomes, like, sexy Brad Pitt, it just kind of becomes a bit silly. Mm-hmm. But... I don't know. And all, t- all this time, we keep flushing back and forth and back and forth to the, you know, the, the hospital and Julia Ormond reading the story. Mm-hmm. And she's like, why do I not know this guy? Because, you know, when did you meet dad? And I was thinking the same thing. I was like, when did you meet dad? Because, like, I don't know how old Kate Blanchett is supposed to be at this point. But if mm-hmm. she has an adult daughter, the clock is ticking. Mm-hmm. And then but after certain she actually says, oh, I'm 43 years old. And I'm like, where is your kid? Yeah. <laughs> when are you having this baby? Like, TikTok. Like, talk about 11.59. But <laughs> but that's when she says, like, oh, I'm pregnant. Yeah, like, yeah. So then Brad Pitt's really concerned that he has to leave now because he doesn't want Kate Blanchett to have to look after a baby and him. Because mm-hmm. he's like, I'm going to keep getting younger mm-hmm. and that's not fair on you and this my, my daughter deserves a father.
0: But like at this point he's forgotten the fact or does not mention in the fact that he's only physically getting younger. Yeah, he's not mentally getting younger. Like that comes up multiple times in the film. Yeah. That he's only, you know, getting older on the inside or mm. whatever or, you know, vice versa. And then at this point it's suddenly just like, yeah, you're not going to turn into a child, a, a mental child. No, also... And then like when it gets to the end of the film where he physically turns into a child he gets dementia but like it's Well, that's an old person disease traditionally, and like,
1: yeah, that's to be expected. Yeah, I had two questions that didn't make sense to me. One, you know, the scene when Kate Blanchett says that she's pregnant. She says, Mm. "Oh, I'm forty three, and you're forty seven, so we're close to the same age." By the way, I'm pregnant with our daughter. Mm. Then he's like, "Oh no, my daughter deserves a father. You know, it can't be me because I'm just going to keep getting younger." You've got like twenty-five years mm-hmm. until it starts to become like an issue. Mm. You know, yes, she might notice, oh my dad looks very young. But Yeah,
0: but maybe it'll become more of an issue then? Like Well, you were just saying in that in that situation there, like, they've got about twenty years until Brad Pitt turns into yeah. a child. That means that his daughter's gonna be well, you said twenty, twenty five, whatever. I sure. Think.
1: So his daughter's gonna be like mid twenties. Sure, yeah. So But a lot of people who have older parents or just, you know, have see their parents, you know. I mean, one of the things that this film really hammers home is that being a very old and being very young, it's kind of the same journey. Mm. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's the yeah, same thing. Okay, you become, yeah. when people get older, especially if they get dementia, they, they become a lot quite helpless and quite childlike. So its is it that different from having a dad who's, or a parent who goes through dementia and just ages naturally? I mean, obviously the, it's going to look weird. Because mm. like I said, it, he's not aging down mentally until he gets dementia at the end. Mm-hmm. So why not just prepare for it and let her have a dad? Yeah. It's I didn't buy his reason for having to leave at all. Yeah, yeah, me neither. Yeah. yeah. So he leaves in the middle of the night and just abandons his child. So Kate Blanchett meets some other like nice dependable guy who becomes like the father figure to Julie ROMan's character. Mm-hmm. And he goes off on his backpacking trip. He goes on a gap year. Yeah. <laughs> There's a gap year montage. Uh-huh. And he's just like in his shades and his Brad Pitt shades on the <laughs> sea, just walking around like Thailand and Malaysia and all this mm-hmm. stuff just like gap year. Washing
0: himself in a river.
1: Yeah, just doing all the clichés. Mm. Yeah. And I was like Clearly, this is why you left. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I couldn't possibly... It's not for my daughter, my poor daughter. I must go and, you know, travel the world mm. instead. Like, sure, Brad, mm-hmm, sure. Mm-hmm. That's why. It was for your daughter. It was for the kids, you know. <laughs> so he does that, and then he very selfishly kind of comes back, mm. just randomly one day, when he's... I guess he's supposed to be, like, 21 or something, so yeah, now you've got so. Brad Pitt, now you've got Kate Blanchett aged up with CGI looking a bit weird mm. and you've got Brad Pitt aged down with CGI looking very weird mm-hmm. with a very weird, terrible, like, young Brad Pitt haircut and she, he comes into her dance studio and he's like, hey, it's me. She's like, oh my God. And they have sex and stuff and it's like, but the daughter sees him and it's like, who's this guy? And it's just, mm. and the father, sorry, sees- sorry wait. They have sex. Not the daughter doesn't see them have sex, but they go to a hotel room, don't they? They have the last goodbye. Cool, okay, yeah. Sorry, you just told her all out of order. Then. I did. Ask, well, the whole film's <laughs> kind of out of order, but yeah. They, they, re- they have a little last talk up, and then he disappears. Yeah, yeah. Does he disappear again? Uh, Yes. Yes, he does. So he just comes back for one last goodbye. Yeah, and then he he next time turns up as a child back at um that care home. Yes, so at the end of the film... So he disappears again. Kate Blanchett raises her daughter alone with, well, with this dependable guy who we don't really get to know who she mm-hmm. married afterwards who raises the daughter as his own child. Mm. Uh, and then some somewhere at the end of the film, I guess the dad dies. We don't really... He, he's not a character. He doesn't matter. Yeah. And then Kate Blanchett get someone... Oh, the people who are running Taraji P. Henson's retirement facility after she died contact her and ask her to come and visit and they explain that this child has turned up who is... Well, it's Benjamin and they know it's Benjamin because they raised him, whatever. Mm. And, but now Benjamin has aged down to the point where he's like 10 years old, maybe? Something, yeah. And he's exhibiting all the signs of what would be in a, in a grown person dementia. Mm-hmm. So he's, he's experiencing dementia, but obviously with the body of a child. And so she kind of moves into the facility and kind of takes care of him. Well, first she visits him a lot, and then she eventually moves in. Yeah. And she kind of almost mothers him, and he basically gets younger and younger, more helpless and more helpless. And at the end of the film, in a scene that I did find very moving, actually, mm. he basically... This film ends with a, a baby dying, which is bold. <laughs> yeah, yeah, kind of bold. yeah. He, he basically dies. Like, well, it sounds you know. bold at both ends, really, isn't it? It is, totally, yeah. But, yeah, so she's, like, cradling him in her arms, and he just... The, as a baby, and he just dies. Mm. And then we cut back to the present day with the Katrina thing, and then Julia Roman's like... I can't believe that was my dad and I never got to meet him. Mm -hmm. And then she kind of goes outside and then Kate Blanchett apparently dies and end of movie.
0: Yeah. Um, So is the whole thing just the the final ramblings of somebody on on their deathbed?
1: Pretty much, yeah. Mm.
0: That may or may not be true.
1: Well, that's the other thing, yeah. Do you think it it was backed
0: up by any proof? Like there were the postcards and stuff? It was the diary,
1: yeah. She wrote a diary, didn't she? No, he wrote the diary. It was Ah, she wrote. She made Oh, it you that. think oh, so? You think it's all just a, a, a little bit It's bullshit. all conspiracy. Interesting. Okay. Well, I was thinking, you know, the, the end of the film, that we, we are to understand that Kate Blanchett basically raises this child that, you know, not raises because he's dying, but, you know, goes from being Brad Pitt's lover to being Brad Pitt's carer, mm-hmm. you know. And all this time, like. Where is Julia Armand? Where is her daughter in all of this? Does she know know this is happening? Obviously she doesn't because she's reading all this like it's brand new information. Like, Mm. does she just have no relationship with her mother at all in this time? Like, Mm. it's really weird. Her character just isn't there at any point apart from when she's first born. And then in that one scene when, you know, it was strange. I didn't understand.
0: (laughs) I was hoping that um, at the end when he's a baby, there was just kind of narration of some kind. I'm oh, kidding.
1: like like in "Look Who's Talking"? Like, it's yeah, a Bruce well, Willis' voice.
0: Well, I was more imagining like the Family Guy jokes where it's Patrick Stewart or something. Oh, great! Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like <laughs> a baby you can
1: talk like yeah. really awful, awful like CGI around the mouth. Just yeah. like, damn you, woman! <laughs> <laughs> that would be quite funny. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I really want to see that movie. <laughs> the days passed, and I watched
0: as he forgot how to walk. Had What's my name? Talk. I'm Daisy. Can you say Daisy? In 2002, they put up a new clock in their train station. And in the spring of
1: 2003.
0: He looked at me, and I knew that he knew who I was. And then he closed his eyes as if i go to sleep.
1: It was um, perfectly nice, it was just kind of dull.
0: It was kind of dull. It was dull and odd, and mm-hmm. I think we've agreed it should be directed by somebody else. Yeah. Christopher Nolan would have been another good shot. Oh, he would have made it so confusing. He would. He would have jumped all over the place.
1: Yeah, but you know what? Why not?
0: No, I really think I think, I think it would have been more more interest more interesting than this. I think this was a bad choice for director.
1: No, I agree. It would have been more interesting. I, I really think Tim Burton on a good day mm. or Guillermo del Toro. Mm. They would be my choices to direct. Yes. Yeah. Both good choices. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, any more thoughts before we get to drinking games? No, not really. Okay, uh, let's get there then. Okay, I've only got a couple this week. Oh, I've got quite a few. Oh, oh actually, before we do, there was one more thing I wanted to talk about. Yes. Um, so, this film was in pre-production. This is one of those films that was like, they tried to get made for like 20 years before it finally happened with mm-hmm. lots of different directors and actors. Mm-hmm. So, before it landed in Brad Pitt's lap, there were two other big stars who were, at one point or another, signed on to mm. play Benjamin Button. DiCaprio? No. Really? Oh, that that would have worked yeah. though. Because mm-hmm. he was like, famous from very young. mm he could definitely have done that, I think. Yeah. Um, but no. Um, okay. Think older. Mel Gibson. No. Ugh. <laughs> You're not a million miles off, but oh, Jesus. Yeah. Him playing... Ugh. Bill Murray. No. That would have been a, a comedy. It would have yeah. been great. That's a very different film, but I'm, <laughs> I'm on board to see it. Um. Oh, let's see. What else is just on my mind at the moment really Uh. (laughs) DiCaprio and Bill Murray they're just (laughs) swirling around in there and Mel Gibson and Mel Gibson sure well why not Um, mm, Johnny Depp no again if this was a Tim Burton movie 100% would have been him that would have been really good as well no 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 could have been really good it could have been really good it's hard to not think of Johnny Depp now but you think Mm. five years ago we weren't all as a collective sick of Johnny Depp Mm. so maybe yeah Uh, Edward Norton no 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 think older and more famous Christopher Plummer no no not that old also more fam- <laughs> how is Christopher Plummer more famous often older imagine Christopher Plummer like CGI I mean you could have played the, the first part of the film mm. fine like just turn up mm-hmm. but Christopher Plummer like horrifyingly CGI to look 20 mm. that would be nightmarish yeah probably yeah Um. Oh, uh, I'm
0: not sure Nicolas Cage
1: You've, you're getting warmer now. Okay. How am I getting warmer? Well, it's <laughs> someone who's been in, in films with Nicolas Cage. Okay. Um, John Markovich. You're getting colder again.
0: Okay. Mm. Yeah, I think
1: this game's over. David Schwimmer? Mm. Well, now you're just being silly. <laughs> <laughs> also, that would be terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we can do the Friends game in a bit if you want to. But, mm, yeah. Yeah. Well, this, this, this one will... Well, okay, yeah, sure, yeah. We can, we'll, we'll, we'll park that. We'll come back to that. John Travolta. Ooh. Yeah, I don't buy it, but he was in line to do it for a while. Mm-hmm. Don't know how that would have worked. I mean, it may it might have done. Mm. Um. And also, for a brief period, Tom Cruise. Wow. Tom Cruise. Kind of, he does have kind of an ageless quality. Oh, I'd have loved that because...
0: Well, the point is not being ageless cause like, Brad Pitt now doesn't look majorly different to Brad Pitt, like... 20 no, he's 20, just a bit craggier. Yeah, twenty even thirty years ago, like if you sure. look in comparison to what this film did, aging-wise. Sure. So I'd love to see what Tom Cruise would look like as a as a as a fake eighty-year-old.
1: Yes, that's true. I feel like Brad Pitt is aging more naturally than Tom Cruise. He doesn't seem like he's had mm-hmm. loads of surgery. Like obviously he looks unrealistically good for some yeah. reason, like mid-fifties. <laughs> but yeah. you know, on the whole, you know, he doesn't look like he's had loads of plastic surgery and stuff. Whereas obviously Tom yeah. Cruise is just being held together by elastic bands and you know a prayer at this point. So mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> Um, but yeah I just thought that was interesting Elastic Bands and a Prayer yeah <laughs> alright the title of my debut album
0: <laughs> <laughs> Madonna's more recent biography <laughs> Elastic Bands and a Prayer yes she is
1: being held together by Elastic Bands and Like a Prayer <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. all right, yeah. mm-hmm. oh gender flip it make it with Cher what, you mean this film would we share? Gender flip this film. This isn't my sequel pitch, but I've just put, yeah, gender flip this film and it's share. So, I mean, I, I, obviously anything would share, but I'm excited for that.
0: What, just so you can see her at different ages? Sure, yeah. Because again, like, she puts a lot of effort into not looking different. Yeah, I don't think she'd want to.
1: I think she'd be excited by the wig opportunities. Meryl would be great. Meryl would be very good, yeah. Mm. Meryl could work, yeah. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I don't think she's... she. She's not that vain, no, she could no. definitely, yeah. She'd do whatever. Sure, yeah. I think if this film had been made 20 years ago, if it had been made with Travolta, Meryl probably would have played the Daisy character, the Cate Blanchett character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Well, wow, Travolta and Meryl. Is thing? Ever? I don't think they've ever... I think they make films of quite different quality. <laughs> I don't think they've <laughs> okay, ever okay, okay, it yeah. together. <laughs> so... <laughs> One way to put it, <laughs> I, mean, I can't imagine any Tom uh, John Travolta film. I mean, he's made some great films, mm. but I, there's none I can imagine Meryl easily slipping into, no, and vice neither. versa. Mm. Like, you know. <laughs> Although like, now, I'm imagining Greece and Meryl in the and John*, like yeah. tell me about it, stood. Yeah. Like, oh God, <laughs> she'd do that. <laughs> she would absolutely. Yeah. Great. <sighs> right. Okay. Right. Anyway, now should we get some drinking games? Yeah, sure. Okay, do we just start? Yep. Drink every time a character's voice is difficult to understand. Okay. I, a, I didn't really clock that, but uh, sure. I found a lot of it, especially Kate Blanchett at the beginning when she's doing like a mix of accent work, because she's doing this kind of real New Orleans, mm-hmm. you know, and old, like, aggressive old lady voice. Mm-hmm. Yep. The, in the first like opening scene, I was like, I can't understand what you say, saying, love. <laughs> it really actually... A lot of her, because the film was narrated by her initially, I was so pleased when it switched to the younger actress. Mm. Julie Roman narrated it, and then Brad Pitt narrates it as well. When it was Kate Blanchett, it really authentically recreated the feeling of listening to a very old person tell a story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I was like, wrap it up, Grandma. Come on, like, <laughs> yeah. get to the point. like... They built a train station in
0: 1918. A phone
1: was there, the door opened. He said they had a two of them.
0: They had the finest clockmaker in all of us out to build that glorious clock. His name was Mr. Gatso. Yeah,
1: the cake um i've got drink for shots of clocks Oh, very good i want mm. to see yeah, clocks play heavily in this film because mm. the new orleans clock is kind of a constant theme and then mm-hmm. yes good that's a good that's a good sensible drinking game mm-hmm. uh drink for lightning strikes Oh yeah, one of my favorite little subplots. Yes, this is a real like laugh out a a little laugh out loud moment that they pop in every now and again. about these this random old man who would just and this is the kind of thing I love in these kind of films. Mm. You know that felt very like Guillermo del Toro kind of detail, Mm -hmm. where there's just an old man who Brad Pitt runs into constantly. Who's like, did I ever tell you I got struck by lightning seven times? Mm. And it was always like really mundane things. it's Mm. Like one time I was just driving my car, boom. One time I was walking my dog, boom. One time I was painting my fence, boom. It was great. (laughs) It got funnier every time. Yeah, it did. Um, drink for every new character intro. Yes, well, I have that too. I drink every time a new character is introduced who is far more interesting than Benjamin Button. Yeah, okay, fair. <laughs> Literally everyone. Would I watch a Tilda Swinton movie? Hell yes. Mm-hmm. Would I watch a Salty Sea Captain Jared Harris movie? 100% yes. T'Challenge B. Henson runs an all people's home? Yes, yes, yes. Whoa. A thousand times yeah. yes, I'm watching that film. Yeah. yeah. Mahershala Rowley wants to be an actor on the Shakespearean stage. Mm-hmm. Great. Mm-hmm. I'm watching it. Mm-hmm. The Faye Feeler story? hundred percent you know i'm there for even daisy she had a whole life she did things yeah she went out into the world she became a ballet dancer yeah we just got stuck with this boring guy aging backwards mm. so yeah i agree good yep. one. that's a good one and there are a lot of characters so that's a fruitful drinking game yeah yeah drink for weird adr which i mentioned like weird voiceover mm. work weird, weird dubbing it definitely yeah. happened a lot and it was quite distracting yeah
0: sure mm-hmm. um drink for sudden time jumps
1: yeah sure did you have a hard time keeping track of how old he was supposed to be at any given time? Yeah. Yeah, especially when he's, like, older, because obviously when people... Like, old men between the age of, like, 70 and 90, and every, you know, there's not much difference physically, really, you know, well, at a certain point.
0: Well, in, 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 in this... Yeah, you're right. And and in this, it's very much like, oh, he still looks weird. Okay, yeah. cool, we've not we've not got to Brad Pitt yet. We've still got to yeah. the CGI character, and we're just getting through that phase, which is the majority of the film. And then yeah. he's Brad Pitt for you know, about half an hour or something. Then he's CGI again for a little bit and then he's a boy.
1: Sure, but it's important to know because there's this whole romance happening with Kate Blanchett, which starts when she's an actual child. It's like, Mm. how old are you? Yeah, yeah. Like when it was, also not even her, when he went to the brothel and lost his virginity and he's getting really drunk and I was Mm. like, so are you supposed to be like eight, 10, 12, 15? What's (laughs) happening? How how weird am I supposed to feel about this? Mm. Like It was... Yeah, I, I could never really get a handle on it. And mm. with her, like I mentioned with her as well, because she, they did do some ageing on her, like they, they made her look older, they made her look younger. But ultimately, it was very hard to tell how old she was supposed to be a lot of the time, mm. after she stopped being an actual child. Question that you may want to edit out, I don't know. Sure, okay.
0: As a an, an old man, re, at the start of his life... Sure. Now, you talked about things like teeth growing in, mm. and, you know, his body being older and stuff.
1: Did everything work? Well, that's the point. He's apparently very good at sex. Like, from a young age well that's yeah that's why I was wondering when he did go to the brothel are we supposed to understand that he has the sex drive and the sexual stamina of a 17 year old Mm. which doesn't make sense because all of his other physical things are the physicality of an old man like he can't Mm -hmm. walk particularly well Mm -hmm. he hasn't got the energy so he should have the sexual stamina and the virility of an 80 year old which Mm. I'm told is not great (laughs) (laughs) Mm. so why is he like a demon in the sack at the age of 80 I was puzzled by that yeah. I could understand, I guess, what they were trying to go for. It just wasn't very consistent. I guess what they were kind of going for is that, okay, in his mind, he's a, te- he's a horny teenager. And mm-hmm. that's, you know, so obviously maybe, because she's like, I think the prostitute's like, he's like, I want to go again, I want to go again. And she's like, no, I'm exhausted. Get off me. <laughs> like, that's literally the lines. That's the dialogue. Yeah, yeah. Maybe he's taking a pill. Yeah, well, th- th- this film is pre-Viagra, but sure, yeah. Okay. But that's what, Yeah, but th- I guess that's what they were going for. But mm. yeah, it didn't make sense because, yeah, I guess his sex drive is physical and mental, but... Mm-hmm. Surely, even if the mind was willing, the body must have been quite weak, but they didn't go there. <laughs> it, it, yeah, I, I, I had similar thoughts. It was, it was confusing. Yeah.
0: yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. Um, Last one I've got here um, is drink whenever there's something that creeps you out. Oh, okay. Could so, be anything. Could be somebody's face. Could be the age difference between two
1: characters. <laughs> mm. Would oh well. you say you found this film to be creepy, then? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you not? No, I, yeah, too, but, like, was that your primary reaction was that this film was creepy and off-putting? Yeah. Okay. It's very off-putting, for Mm -hmm. multiple reasons. Yeah. I would agree this film doesn't really land. No. It's weird. I wonder.
0: It's it's a difficult one, because, like, how do you do this right? Especially Mm. in 2013, when this level of CGI wasn't there yet, but clearly they thought it was. Yeah. You know, which... To be fair, like now we we think it is, and six years from now we'll look back and oh my god, Thanos looked awful in Infinity War. How sure, do sure. we? How did anybody think that was a perfect movie?
1: Congratulations on a crowbarring <laughs> Infinity. I'm going to stop I'm going <laughs> to ask someone to record a jingle just for when you manage to slip in an Infinity War or slip in a Marvel reference into each episode. Okay, it's like, it'd be like a little game for people. Sure. Okay. Yeah, man. Um, be on the box at a drinking game. Sure. But yes, I agree. Yeah, it, it does always take you out of a film when the CGI has obviously not aged mm. terribly well. Do you
0: think it would have been better if this film waited
1: like six years or so? Well, you never know, do you, where the technology is going to go. I think I'm always just pro-practical effects. I suppose actually at this point, like Avatar's been
0: out and successful mm. visually for a fair few years. Yeah. So they're just like... I think we've we've hit it, guys. We can peak, C- yeah. C- CGI is acceptable to use for yeah. the majority of our film, so we're going to do that.
1: Yeah, well, that's the thing. This film was really sold on its technical merits, and I think that's really what it's remembered for. Mm. I don't think a lot of people really remember the story of this, other than the basic concept. Yeah, right? I think that's all my drinking games. I think I've done all. Yeah, I think I had drink every time it gets sexually weird, which we've covered, mm. which is similar to yours. Drink when you feel uncomfortable. Yeah, uh, uh, and drink for old people acting. Yeah, like not 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 elderly actors, but like. People, actors doing old, doing. I'm so old acting. Which Kate Blanchett was hamming it up a little bit instead. There ways. was a lot of that.
0: I was really mm. just. This just, feels like the Titanic. It's been eighty four years.
1: Yeah, there was a, there was a couple of moments like with Kate Blanchett when she reminded me a lot of Winona Ryder in. Uh, oh some, yeah, that, oh. yeah. I'm an old woman now. <laughs> mm again why put her in that much makeup just casting yeah i mean that film was in like 1992 so obviously it's not going to look that great now but you know same principle so yeah (laughs)
0: Uh, great cool cool cool. all right so before we get some sequels Mm -hmm. uh listeners if you have enjoyed this episode or any episode we've done before then please go to patreon.com slash beyond the box set and you can support us for as much or as little as you like have links in the description. If you do so, then you get a few bonus features, which are a bonus show called Beyond Beyond the Box Set. We review films in the cinema, mm-hmm. which is always good fun. It's a good excuse to just talk about, well, more than one film a week. Yeah. And, um, you know, present day films. Yes. Let's keep it
1: relevant. Keeps our ideas fresh, anyway.
0: It does. Yeah. in, th- so, th- in theory. In the-
1: theoretically. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll see how it goes. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so the most recent one we just recorded was for the new Jordan Peele movie, Us, which we I think we had an interesting conversation about. It a, mm-hmm. a lot of. It brought a lot of, um, you know, a lot of talking points to that film. Mm-hmm. Definitely a, a good head scratcher of a film. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. So we we dig deep into that and talk about what these films are like and mm-hmm. how good they are and everything and. Mm-hmm.
1: Or how not good they are. Yeah, we've seen some stinkers this past year. Yep. Well, this past twelve months, not recently. We've not seen anything too bad recently, have we? What's the worst one we've seen this year? In twenty nineteen, yeah. in the cinema. We haven't done much cinema this- in twenty nineteen. We didn't no, no, watch Oscar Oscars. It's yeah. Vice, isn't it? Then <laughs> probably Vice, which we didn't watch in the cinema. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh well. Also, if you become a Patreon, then you get a thirty second advert slot mm-hmm. on the main show once a month. Yes which you can use to advertise anything that you like. Mm-hmm. It can be yourself, can be a project you run, can be a business you're a part of, or you run, you know, whatever floats your boat. Could be your
1: podcast if you have one, yeah? Yeah, mm-hmm. certainly.
0: Uh, and also, finally, if you are a Patreon, then you get to pick a film for us to do on the main show. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was the last one we did? Was
1: it Clue with um, yeah. from the Contrarians podcast? Yeah. yeah, that was a good one. Mm-hmm. It was a yeah. good time, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and, and if you do do that and you would like to join us to discuss that film... You are more than welcome to do so. You, you can either come and join us in Lee's if you happen to be in the area, or mm-hmm. you can Skype in and we'll connect to that way.
0: Yeah, we'll work it out. So, all that is available patreon.com slash beyond the box set.
1: Yes. Hi, I'm
0: Lee and I host Connected Hearts, a Kingdom Hearts fan community podcast. Each episode, a guest and I talk about the game series and the fantastic community surrounding it, from artists to streamers, cosplayers, and podcasters. We talk about how a dog, a duck, and a boy in silly shorts teaches us that our friends are our power. You can find the show on iTunes or grab the RSS feed from Twitter for the podcatcher of your choice, at Podcast Hearts.
1: And hey, may your heart be your guiding key. Okay, moving on. Mm-hmm. I sequel- guess you're going to start with your sequel. Sequels then, yes. Um, so I've got quite a few. Oh, okay, interesting. You're doing a lot of short, sharp ones this week. Or? Yeah. Okay. Um,
0: Three, maybe four, depending on what you want to edit in. Sure. So I've got three. Okay. So I've got four. Thank you. (laughs) Take your pick. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so uh, the first one I've got here is Inside Out. Inside Out, okay. I'm pretty much just saying, what would it be like if different films were kind of taking place at the same time? Go on. So this is going to be... Centering around the emotions inside Benjamin Button's head. Oh,
1: okay. We get the entire film, but through the eyes of the Inside Out crew. So they're having to deal with the fact that the person that they're in charge of is a prematurely old man. Pretty much. And do they know that that's weird?
0: Yes, they do, because he's always very kind of confused and sort of unemotional. Like they don't really know how I'm to. I'm not do their sure job. if he has
1: emotions. Yeah, he doesn't really <laughs> feel a lot of like joy or sadness. Mm. Or he's very flat in that way.
0: So I'm going to say that they they start off. Uh, they start at his birth, you know, as Inside Hat does. Sure, yeah. Um, but instead of just having one button and mm. two emotions, they've got a full spectrum of emotions. They're all there. Also, the oh, that the he's whole born gang. with everything. Yeah. yeah. And also, he's got a fully developed console, mm-hmm. which uh, which is, you know, has all the curse words and maybe some more adult controls as well. You know, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe not. I don't know. And um, yeah, well, we'll kind of see how that goes. His life okay. goes on. As he gets older, when he gets to well, sort of the second part of his life, sure. the uh, the console starts to shrink a little bit. Oh, so that's buttons the deal to, with having less buttons to work start with. going away, which mm-hmm. becomes a bit confusing for them. And so I don't really know how to feel about that. Okay, um, there's a lot of arguments over who gets to use which button and stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, nearer the end of the film, the emotions themselves start to fade away. Oh, um, until we're just left with with joy as the final emotion as um, that final
1: scene gets recreated. Ah. Being held in um, Kate Blanchett's Kate arms. Blanchett's arms. Oh, that's nice. That was very sweet. I kind of would like to see a version of Inside Out inside Roger B. Henson's head. <laughs> that'd <It can't fit laughs> be a lot of fun. Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. Another one I've got here mm-hmm. um, is to uh, redo this film but as Memento. Okay. Uh, so we start off with a confused young boy named Benjamin Button who has some
1: kind of a mental disability. Oh, so we're starting... This is, this is what Christopher Nolan would have fucking done to the start. Yes, stop. it is. It starts with the kid and it's yeah. like, okay. And then you don't realise it's going backwards on exactly. the Exactly, yeah.
0: So time. his disability is he finds it impossible to make any memories last longer than a few minutes. Sure. So we see him grow up backwards through mm-hmm. the years. Being born in the early 2000s, growing up in the 90s, being a teenager in the 80s a fair bit of travelling around the world, um, mm-hmm. you know, and as, as kind of his gap year kind of age. Sure, yeah. And, uh, yeah, when he when he returns from that and he's getting a bit older, he develops a quite disturbing relationship with his mother, <laughs> um, who herself eventually absorbs a small baby. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You've really sold me on Christopher Nolan character doing this movie.
0: <laughs> yeah, and a couple more decades go by of him... Uh, You know, doing a bit more travelling or whatever and just being a bit weird with his mum, but yeah. Um, He eventually joins a war where he wraps his head in bandages for a few days until he has a bit of an accident and um, suddenly his head is full of memories and the film becomes quite boring.
1: Oh, okay, sure.
0: So I'm saying that midway through his life at at war he has a head injury and he... He realises. he has that memory issue.
1: I just think the whole film you just never find out until... Sure, all like that works, yeah. That could be really interesting. Although, I guess Benjamin Button does know, so I don't know, how, do you, how do you get around him knowing what's happening? Mm, yeah, that's why they've sort of done it. To be yeah, m- yeah maybe make it more of a mystery, and then, yeah, at, at some point, yeah, in his adolescence, whatever, mm. he realises what's happening, and then, yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> I really like that. I really like that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it's <laughs> just weird, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's weird, but I can see it, and it would have been something. Yeah. it would. I think like there's so many directors who could have done something with this.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, my next one. Um, is uh, called Being Benjamin Button. Being Benjamin Button. Which okay. is obviously an idea I like to go
1: back to every now and then. Oh, we're in the John Malkovich
0: universe, yeah. okay. So, John Cusack, um, he's moving a printer in an office or whatever happened. Oh, so we're now. literally in the he, and, and John Malkovich he, universe. And he finds a secret hatch. Oh my god, he's going to go into Benjamin Button's hat. And he crawls through it and finds himself in the head of an old man. Okay. It's a bit odd to start with. you know. By the way, this isn't like a sequel to Being John Malkovich. It's just, it's just an alternative just, version, yeah. 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 So it's a bit odd to start with because... That old man's regular mundane life is just a bit boring. Whatever. Mm-hmm. But when John like exits Benjamin Button's head,
1: he finds that he feels a bit younger. Okay. has a few less grey hairs in his head. John Cusack does? Yeah. So, like, this old man's head, Benjamin Button's head, mm-hmm. is like the fountain of youth. Mm-hmm. Interesting. mm Interesting. He's like, good this week. I know. Sure. After a few more
0: trips, he works out that pretty much every trip will take about a year off a person's life. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, boom, I'm mm-hmm. going to make some money out of this. Yeah. Which you know you'd be wrong not to. Yeah, and uh, it gets very popular very quickly as mm-hmm. it is the literal anti-aging
1: cure. Yeah. For- so everyone's like, like in being John Malkovich, he just opens it up commercially. Everyone's going in to get a little bit of fountain of youth and it's all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because okay. instead of rather just
0: like you get to live as an actor for five minutes or whatever, like it'll literally take years off your life.
1: Yeah. Mm.
0: But in the good way. Yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes, we sell tickets to this literal anti-aging experience and. Gets popular, but it all starts to change when uh, the real Benjamin Button cottons onto this.
1: Okay. Enderman. Is it the same thing and where when you go in, you take over it? And so he's having this thing where people are constantly taking over his head, and he's like, oh, yeah. With yeah. No, left with no memory of it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, sure. That sort of stuff.
0: And so Benjamin Button
1: goes inside his own head. Oh, we're going to get like button, 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 button.
0: <laughs> I mean, that's one way to do it, sure. Yeah. But he goes in and finds that when he's in it, he sees a world where everybody's aging differently to him. Okay. And so he's ageing. Normally he's getting older as time goes past. Everybody around him is getting younger.
1: Oh, I see. Okay.
0: And then, you know what? He decides he's happy like this.
1: So he stays in his own head. And so he decides to stay there. What would happen if someone stayed in their own head and it creates this weird feedback loop? I don't I? know. I
0: mean, Yeah, I mean, I guess that time
1: as we know it would end.
0: Right, okay. And it would just be a different so this is, kind of reality. <laughs> this is an apocalyptic yeah. <laughs> movie. Yeah. Wow, okay. Where time just like, hits a point whenever this film sets, I don't know, the 90s, hits mm. the 90s and then just... Boom runs back towards yeah towards the Big Bang. And, um, you yeah, know, that's pretty much what happens. Benjamin Button gets older and, you know, dies peacefully in his own a- old age um, while everybody around him is just getting younger and younger. And,
1: uh,
0: mm. I mean, it's a whole different nightmare. Maybe he forgets how to leave or something. I'm, yeah. I'm not sure, but that's being Benjamin Button. I like it. And
1: you know what? Spike John's, another person would have directed this film Ooh, better. Yeah. yes. Very good, that very good. really worked, yeah. yeah. I like that.
0: Um, and I did have three more ideas that I didn't actually do anything with at all. Okay. It was to rip off A Tunnel Sunshine and Spotless Mind. Mm-hmm. I got completely stuck on that. Didn't think of a thing. Sure. Um, Looper, as I mentioned before. Yeah. Could be something there. I don't know, but again, I already don't know Might what story was going to be. Brad Pitt
1: meets old Brad Pitt.
0: I guess, but like, I couldn't, I couldn't make it interesting. Sure,
1: I mean, there's something there, yeah.
0: And the final one, I thought of maybe doing something with was Groundhog Day.
1: Mm, that's interesting. It's something
0: you could do there, yeah. just like he's suddenly caught in this loop in which he's de aging at mm-hmm. the same time, but also reliving the same day or something. So
1: he's living. Oh, so he's living the same day like Groundhog Day, mm. but whereas in Groundhog Day he obviously doesn't age at all. But in this it, one he, yeah, he he has the same day, but every day he's one day younger. That's yeah. interesting. Mm. that's really interesting
0: oh maybe he's got all his memories but just he's actually going back each day in his life he's not reliving really the same day he's mm. just living his life in reverse day order so things he's already he, experienced he still he still wakes up in the morning goes to sleep in the evening but yeah. every time he goes to sleep he wakes up a day the previously day before
1: that's interesting yeah Mm, I like that one. So that was what I was talking about, I guess, at the start of the podcast, whereas if you could choose, you could, you'd could you get to middle age and then you'd just go back again, mm. you know, because then mm-hmm. you'd get double the fun. You'd just skip the getting really old bit. Yeah. But yeah, I was thinking if it was just Groundhog Day where he's just literally living the same day over and over again, but every day he's a day younger. Mm. And so for a while, it's like, great. But then after a certain point, <sighs> it's like, ooh.
0: It'd be a curse, wouldn't it? Because, like, yeah. you'd remember some of the good things in your life. Like, you know, my 20s were really good. I love yeah, my yeah, 20s. Yeah. And then they're becoming to an end because, like, Shit, I'm 21 now. Mm-hmm. Getting close to the end. Yeah. And you know- well, I mean, that's just being a human being, I think. Just- <laughs> Depends how you think of it. Sure, 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 yeah. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, this one will have a finite end. Like, you're not going to live beyond zero. Well,
1: you? yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. It could be a real, like, ticking clock. Kind yeah. Of thing. Yeah. Ooh.
0: Like, yeah. Bill Murray would act the Bill shit Murray, out of that. Who would? Bill Murray would act the shit out of
1: that. Yeah, I like that too. That's good. Mm. Oh, there's a lot of potential. There's a lot of versions of this film that are better than this film, is I think what we've come up with here. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. Okay, well, what have you got then? Great, okay, cool. So I've written one slightly longer idea this week. Okay, good. Um, it does involve a little bit of um, script, so I'm going to have to ask you to contribute to this. I'll let you know when. <sighs> it <goes. sighs> it's not right. loads, but there's a little bit. Who am I playing? Well, I can't tell you. It would spoil a surprise. When it comes to it, I'll give you your lines, okay? Do we need
0: to do any impressions?
1: I wouldn't say so, no. Okay, cool. Just I, I need to be mentally prepared for that, if need to be. You'll be playing a woman. Okay. That's all I'll give you for now. I can play a woman. I know. That was my woman voice. That was your woman voice. It it, it was almost imperceptible. (laughs) 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 Anyway, so I'll set the scene first, though, Mm -hmm. because this involves a bit of build-up. So, this film opens immediately after the original movie closes. Okay. Has it got a title or a title come later? The title will come later. Mm. If, in in fact, I've written one, I'm not sure I have. We'll we'll get to it. We'll see. We'll Mm. cross that bridge. So, Daisy, the Kate Blanchett character, the love interest. Okay is alone in her hospital bedroom, mm. you know, as she is at the end of the original film, preparing to breathe her last as Hurricane Katrina rages outside. Mm. She, you obviously, at the end of the film, her daughter leaves the room, so she's literally on her own, and we assume she's dying, but, you know. Anyway, so she's lying there in her bed, you know, just preparing to die. She's seen the bed at the window. She thinks this is her last moment on Earth. Mm. She's just told her great story of her whole, her whole life to her daughter, you know, all the stuff about Benjamin Button. Mm-hmm. So she's lying there, very weakened, just, like, breathing her last breaths, and she dimly hears a sudden movement as the curtain on the hospital bed directly to her left it's snatched open so there's been a hospital bed next- she's in a hospital ward she's mm-hmm. not got a private room we're mm-hmm. assuming so there's a bed next to her that's had like a privacy curtain across the whole time now she just hears someone pulling that curtain back and then she hears the same thing happen in the hospital bed directly to her right she just mm-hmm. hears the curtain snap back She's too weak to even turn her head at this it point. Like it's about to turn into a musical. Not a musical, no. Not a musical, but okay. I like the way you're thinking. <laughs> so she's too weak even to turn her head at this point, but through her blurred vision, she sees two shadowy figures shuffle into view. Mm-hmm. It's two ancient crones, who look more like zombies than human beings. Mm-hmm. Their skin is peeling, and they're covered in stitches from head to toe. Okay. So now... I don't know where you're going with this. Okay, well, here's your first line of dialogue. I don't need to read too much ahead, but uh, your first line of dialogue is in bold. You see, Madeline, I told you this trip wasn't a bad idea. Oh, shut up, hell. How do you even know she's telling the truth? Have you got a better idea? Ugh, fine. Get up, you old bitch. You're coming with us. (laughs) (laughs) Daisy feels herself being yanked from her bed, and a strange liquid is poured down her throat. Mm -hmm. Let me know when you clock what this is. Drink it up, dear, nice and quickly. Daisy begins to feel very strange and lightheaded, as her limp body is dragged out of the hospital bedroom and into the howling storm. Shit. Oh for God's sake, Mad, this is going to ruin my makeup. Just get to the car, we can worry about that later. Daisy blacks out. Mm-hmm. She comes to, some time later, in a cheap hotel room, the wind still howling outside. Mm-hmm. As she opens her eyes, her vision is clearer than it's been in years. She feels vital, energized, but also strangely cold and empty. As her eyes adjust, she finally gets a clear view of her captors. It is Madeline Ashton and Helen Sharp, also known as Meryl Streep and Goldie Horn, ah. from Death Becomes Her.
0: Yeah, I know something. <laughs> For some reason I was thinking hocus pocus and close mood wise, I wasn't far Yeah, off. you
1: were pretty much in the same ballpark. Yeah. Okay. So Daisy's coming to and she's like, Who are you? Where have you taken me? Where's my daughter? That doesn't matter right now.
0: Listen, were you telling the truth about the man who could age backwards? Benjamin? Why, yes.
1: Yes, I was. But he's long dead now.
0: Yes, yes, we heard that part. By the way, you are a really tedious storyteller. We need to know how he did it. How did he manage to reverse the aging process?
1: I don't know. Nobody ever knew. What's all this about? Why am I here? And why am I still alive? Well, technically you're not. Helen, show her the mirror. The two women lift Daisy again and guide her to a full-length mirror, where she's shocked to discover she's been restored to the prime of her youth and beauty. She says something along the lines of, What what have you done to me? Madeline and Helen explain that they've given Daisy a second chance. She's been made young and beautiful again. But also, she's dead. (laughs) This is a
0: miracle. Yeah, well, it's not all it's cracked up to be. So you'd better help us figure out how your ex managed to turn back time. Or else you're in for an eternity of misery.
1: We're then going to cut to a short cut scene where we'll see the daughter come back into the now-empty hospital room, look at the empty bed and the open window, and be like, what the... <laughs> it's the last we'll see of her. Mm-hmm. After Daisy gets over her shock, she processes the story Mad and are telling her, and she realises that she has no choice but to reluctantly try and help them out. So for listeners who haven't pieced this together, this is basically... The characters from Death Becomes Her, who at the end of Death Becomes Her, they take a potion to halt the ageing process mm-hmm. and never get any older, but they're also basically zombies. Yeah. And they can't heal at all. No. So any injuries they have are permanent. Yeah. So basically they're just falling apart bodily, but they just cannot die. So they're in this kind of real living hell situation. Mm-hmm. So obviously they've just overheard this story and they're intrigued because this is potentially a way out for them. Anyway. So Daisy gets over the shock, processes the story, and realizes that she has no choice but to reluctantly try to help them out. Her only lead is the story of the backwards clock that was built the same year Benjamin was born. The builder, a Mr. Gatto, Mm. I love that detail, (laughs) was, of course, never seen again. Mm -hmm. She theorizes that maybe, in the unlikely event that he's still alive almost 90 years later, he (laughs) might be able to give them some answers. Mm -hmm. So then the bulk of this sequel that I'm pitching is going to be concerned with Madeline, Hell, and Daisy as this trio of, like, undead zombies Mm -hmm. trying to seek out Mr. Gatto while also trying to keep their crumbling bodies together. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's, like, basically sort of a Benjamin Button-style story, but with much more interesting characters. Yeah. Obviously, Daisy is going to be initially delighted to have her ballet dancer's body back, but soon she starts falling apart, just like the other two. Mm. So I'm I'm thinking there's going to be a scene where she's going to do, like, a a ballet pirouette, you know, Mm -hmm. and then one of her legs is just going to snap off and go flying across the room. Okay, cool. Yeah.
0: Well, like, she's spinning around, and... Something snaps essentially, and her upper body keeps spinning, but yes. her legs stay still.
1: Yeah, or maybe she has a fall and just the leg just goes spinning across the room. Something, you know. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, they seek out the old clock, which is in a badly water damaged storage room in New Orleans. They open up the back of the clock mm. and find a map to a remote island. Ooh. Yeah. There are no commercial ferries to this island, so they hire a salty sea captain with a body covered in tattoos mm-hmm. who looks suspiciously similar to the captain from the original. <laughs> Maybe it's his illegitimate son or something, I don't mm-hmm. know. I just thought it'd be cool to bring that character back because he was probably my favourite character. Yep. He was the most fun. They hire him, and they spend several months at sea battling the elements, which, of course, is going to piss the old hags right off. Mm-hmm. And they're going to have a dreadful time of it. So over the course of this sea trip to this remote island, you know Daisy is going to become as hateful and bitter as Madden Hell are. So mm-hmm. it's going to be a real like, trio of witches. You know? So you're going to think, like... The wind and the seas is going to like ruin their makeup. Their skin's going to be peeling. They're going to keep losing body parts overboard and stuff, you yeah. know. They're basically going to be a complete mess. Mm-hmm. They make it to the island and they find a small hut on the beach where the skeleton of Mr. Gatto, the clockmaker, is sitting at a desk. Mm-hmm. So obviously he's long dead. Sitting next to him is a diary, which they go through, desperate to find some answers. And they discover that he was actually once a celebrated wizard and alchemist oh, okay. who actually helped to develop the youth restoration potion used in Death Becomes her. <laughs> So you know in Death Becomes her, they get the potion off, off Isabella Rossellini. Mm, yeah. But she never explains where it's from. She just kind of has this magic potion. Mm-hmm. So he, he actually is a wizard who helped her to develop this youth potion. However, he became disgusted by the shallowness and greed of that character, Isabella Rossellini, and all the other people who took advantage of his discovery. So he retreated from their world and became a humble clock builder. Mm-hmm. However, after the death of his son, he made one final attempt at discovering a way for people to cheat death, hence the creation of the backwards clock. Mm. He also created a potion that would allow a parent to give birth to a child who would never grow old, and he tested it on a local New Orleans woman at the time who was pregnant. He mm-hmm. was obviously Benjamin's mother. Mm. The experiment failed, and the woman gave birth to a deformed old man doomed to age and die like everybody else does, but backwards. Mm. Dispirited, he fled from New Orleans and lived out the rest of his life in seclusion on this remote island. The women finish reading the story and are obviously disappointed by the outcome. However, they do spot a mysterious vial on his table concerning the last of the failed potion he gave to Benjamin's mother. The three women argue about what they should do with it. They have no idea what it would do if a non-pregnant woman was to drink it, but they don't have any other options left at this point. Mm-hmm. Also, there's only enough left for one of them to drink it. <laughs> so the three of them get into a furious catfight as so they scramble to drink the potion. Daisy, being less decomposed than Madden Hell, Mm -hmm. manages to take advantage and down the potion before the other two can stop her. Mm -hmm. At first, nothing happens. Then she gets a strange feeling in the pit of her stomach, and suddenly she shrinks down rapidly until she's the size of a baby, (laughs) but with the face of Kate Blanchett. (laughs) Imagine how horrible that would be. (laughs) Oh dear. So she can still talk, she still has her mental capacities, Mm -hmm. but she's literally in the body of a baby. Okay. It feels like a Family Guy situation. It is a bit. It's a little bit Stewie. Mm. She, esque she can't walk and move around on her own, but mm. she just has. Kids. She's just trapped in a baby, basically, mm-hmm. with Kate Blanchett's head badly CGI'd onto a baby. Is cool. what I'm imagining here. Cool, cool. If she could say something like "Blast you vile woman" or something like that, "Blast you vile woman," yeah. yeah, that would work perfectly. Actually, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the other two women immediately decide to cut their losses and abandon her. Mm. So they walk out of Mr. Gatto's hut, they even get helpless on the floor mm-hmm. because she can't walk or anything, only to find that the sea captain has sailed off and abandoned them leaving them stranded on the island forever. Mad and Hell reluctantly trudge back into the hut, where they are forced to care for scary baby Kate Blanchett for all eternity. Mm. And that's the end. So is she a baby forever? Yeah, she's basically trapped in a baby's body forever. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. And and those two zombies are trapped looking after her on a remote desert island forever, or possibly until the next sequel, if I ever bring this back. <laughs> Which I might. Okay, okay. Mm. Sure, I like it. Mm-hmm. You definitely went there. Yeah, um, I don't know. I, I got the idea of bringing in The Death Becomes a Girls, and then I was like, oh, okay. After that, okay. Well, they're good characters. They are good, yeah. Yeah. And it makes sense. It's not a million miles away story-wise. No, it's not. It lines up quite nicely, actually. Yeah. Mm. Cool. Okay. So that was, that was my sequel. Mm. Should we get to some listener submissions? Yes. Okay. So,
0: to start us off, as always, mm-hmm. a nice long one from Dante Topern. Oh, great. Always a pleasure. Mm-hmm. Fellow Pave Media host. Oh, yes. Christ, I should probably say that more. Yeah, you should probably sell that a little bit yeah. more, yeah. He's got a couple of podcasts. Let's get contextual. Very mm-hmm. good. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, I went on there, did, did a couple of Tron films, talked about them for a while. Mm-hmm. It was a really good time. Good. Also have got another podcast called Batman vs. the World. Mm-hmm. Have you heard of that one?
1: Yeah, you've talked about it. Are they both on Pave Media? Yep.
0: Cool. Yeah. Wouldn't mention them otherwise. Good. Well, of course. Otherwise, it's not worth mentioning. So, he says, It's the modern day, and Benjamin Button has since become famous, and people from all over the world come to visit his grave. Our main character, an investigative journalist who specialises in scientific fields, starts studying the Benjamin Button story. Over time, she discovers that Benjamin's mother, at one point, was in desperate need of money and a nearby scientific institution was accepting test subjects for a radical new project that paid
1: very well. Is this about to become *Deaf Becomes Her? I don't know. (laughs) I would love Uh, it if we had the same idea. Yeah.
0: (laughs) So Benjamin's mother underwent the procedure and got the money. Mm -hmm. Little did she know she was pregnant. Nine months later, Benjamin Button was born. As the journalist discovers um, over the rest of the film, the institution was experimenting with possible formulas to reverse the ageing
1: process. Mm-hmm. This is sounding similar, but okay. I'm sure it's not going to introduce the death becomes a I don't
0: know where this is going. Yeah. When they feel she's getting too close to disclosing their secret to the world and shutting them down, they try and stop her. And the rest of the film is her finding out the true story and publishing it to stop horrible scientists from destroying more lives with their unethical experiments.
1: Mm. I like it It's like
0: a comment on modern society I guess yeah that's
1: that that, that could really work that's really good I like it a lot
0: yeah. it could be a good sort of action thriller kind of thing yeah definitely Don't he's not cast anybody mm-hmm. but who do you cast as it? as an investigative journalist who's sort of digging a bit too deep in things they shouldn't be
1: hmm Jennifer Lopez <laughs> alright yep
0: yeah, uh... Uh, yeah sure yeah.
1: sure she'd be a good Benjamin Button she never ages <laughs>
0: Uh, yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, Phil Better from The Phil Better Show. Mm-hmm. Also a, a part of Fave Media. Mm-hmm. Um, he says, this is a sequel, Benjamin is reborn in the future, and instead of him starting old and becoming young, he starts young and grows old, because instead of time going forward, it reverses. And he becomes an old man at the start of this one, bringing it full circle.
1: I, 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 Sorry, I didn't catch that.
0: Yeah, I feel like he's taught, He's just spoken nonsense. Okay. I'll read it out again. Read it out again, let's yeah. see if it makes more sense the second. So time. this is a sequel. Benjamin is reborn in the future and instead of him starting old and becoming young he starts young and grows old but instead of time going forward it reverses and he becomes an old man at the start of this one bring it full
1: circle oh okay so I get it so he is re- Do you say he's reincarnated It's just reborn he's reborn okay so he's reborn as a baby and ages the natural way mm. but time goes backwards so when he gets to be an old man it's actually the beginning of the f- original film Mhm. okay that makes sense ish yes I don't know how he gets back into his mum's womb. I don't know <laughs> if I want to know. <laughs> yeah, okay. Sure, so yeah. I guess that's
0: kind of similar to what I was doing with the um, Memento one. Yes. It's, yeah, it is kind of, It is pretty much the same story, just told in reverse. Sure, yeah. I like it, I like it. Mm. Okay. So Stuart Mack McCohen says Benjamin Button 2, Trouble in Paradise. Mm. The exact same concept, but set entirely in Hawaii. Okay.
1: Mm, sure, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: then Benton Collier says... I bro- think that we get that a lot. Ben, the, the same film but set in Hawaii seems to be like something that comes up a lot.
0: Benton Colley has just replied saying, I love how this has become the go-to answer in my... Yeah. <laughs>
1: just just yeah. same film but in Hawaii. Yeah. Sure, yeah. You know what, fine. Yeah, whatever works. Yeah. One day we'll make it a thing. Um,
0: Sandy McCracken says... <laughs> so what? That's the name. Okay. okay fine. Um, Sandy McCracken says, I never got over the faults that if he is a baby-sized old man at the beginning, then surely he should be an old man-sized baby at the end. Yeah, you know what, Sandy, I feel like that's... Yeah,
1: you were explaining that too. I didn't really think that, but obviously that was something that was a problem for It should make sense. Like, yeah. you,
0: you don't shrink back to the size of a baby, which, like, just before you die. Sure. To be fair, no one's lived past, you know, the age of, what, 110 or something? Sure, yeah. Maybe at 150, that's what happens. Maybe you would, yeah. Old people do shrink. They so. do get smaller, Yeah. Mm. But do they regress to the size of a newborn baby... That'd be weird. Yeah. It would be weird. hmm Oh, well, anyway. Uh, <laughs> I like this one. Uh, Derek uh, Rivera says, The normal case of John James. He just grows up naturally. Great. Right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> just average. Why John James? It's just, just a normal just, name. Just,
0: yeah. Uh, I like that, yeah. Yeah, that's good. Uh, Fidel Rice says, Once upon a time in Hollywood.'" It's Benjamin Button, but he's in a Tarantino movie. Nice, nice. So Tarantino Yes, this. another director who could have yes. done this differently, yeah. Very good. Well done, Fidel. Nice, nice. Mm-hmm. Um, James Smurden says, The less curious case of Benjamin Button, where he turns into a baby and everything just reverses and he ages normally again. Right, okay, you yeah. Know. Hugo Buckley, I don't have an idea for the story, but, in quotes, The curious case of Benjamin Butt on. Okay, yeah. Keep that if you want. Sure. Alex Funder says, I'd like to see it take a Gremlins 2 route where it's just filled with a bunch of other Benjamin Buttons, including weird variants with extra powers like electricity and bat wings and possibly even a girl. Ooh.
1: Ooh. What do
0: you mean possibly? There's a girl in this. That's just what he says. Okay. I didn't write this. Okay. Um, There will also be a very necessary scene of guys in a boardroom meeting trying to understand the extent of Benjamin Buttons' power. Okay. Naturally, it'll be called the Curious New Batch of Benjamin Buttons.
1: Oh, I like it. Okay, sure. Interesting, okay. Yeah, that's all I've got. Okay, cool. Uh, I have some as well. So, Jeff Heaven said, Two button, too curious. (laughs) All right. Jacob Hill said, Benjamin, unbuttoned. (laughs) It's like a sexy porno
0: version. Yes, I do like that. Yeah. Although, actually, wait, Pause a which put how much CGI is involved here. Like is it old man unbuttoned?
1: Oh I don't know, yeah I don't think I want Is to it think
0: is him. it young Brad Pitt unbuttoned? Like there's a lot of area here where it's just gonna be creepy again.
1: True that's true. Yeah. At what point are we gonna unbutton him and how much CGI is involved? If it, if it's like mid film Brad Pitt. Yeah. 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 We'll take that. Sure. Who wouldn't? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. We'll leave that uh Jacob, get back to us, let us know. <laughs> uh Matthew Bowen said, BB two the perfect circle the woman who fell in love with Benjamin Button in the first movie, so Cate Blanchett, has to give birth to and raise him in the sequel. Ooh. Oh, she gives birth to her own like, lover. Like, oh, weird. No. Not there for that? Too creepy? I'm out. No, yeah, okay. Matthew, you went too far. Yeah. Harry's out. No. Nope. <laughs> Dennis Fanning said, Benjamin gets reborn, this time as a baby, that becomes an old man in Button Benjamin of Case Curious. The... Sorry, I it's just going uh. to... See what I mean? <laughs> sure, like, the, sure. The title backwards, yeah. <laughs> Jeremy Kloss said, I'm not sure what the plot is, but it needs to be called Curiouser and Curiouser. Okay,
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah I like it. it. Uh, Vincent DePaul just said, Benjamin Button 2, still dead. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. Jose Martinez said, The Unusual State of Zachary Zipper. Mm-hmm. See? Yeah. Johnny James Fuller said, Curious George versus Benjamin Button. <laughs> Uh, this is my favourite. Walt Williams said, the slightly less curious case of Benjamin Botox. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was his secret all along. Yeah. <laughs> Darren Huster just said, he's dead, she's dead. There's no sequel. Which, <laughs> fair enough. Yeah. And Andy Hughes said, Benjamin Button versus Dorian Gray, which, Ooh, interesting, interesting. Yes, okay, not dissimilar yeah. not characters. Yep. So uh, those are our listeners' submissions for Benjamin Bunn. If you have any sequel ideas for The Curious Case of Benjamin Button <laughs> or any films we've done in the past, please let us know. We are Beyond the Box Set. You can find us at beyondtheboxset.com. Our podcast is available on all good podcasting platforms, including iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Acast, Google Play, and more. If we're not on your favourite podcasting app, let us know. We will try to get on it. You can also find us on social media at Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just search Beyond the Box Set or at Beyond the Box Set on Twitter or go to our website, which is www.beyondtheboxset.com. Our Patreon is patreon.com you forward just slash. Just www. Oh, I know. I might edit that. Yeah. Our Patreon <laughs> is at com <www.katreon.com laughs> forward slash. HTTP, H-T-T-P, H-T-T-P colon yeah. forward
0: slash forward slash double w.
1: Yes, exactly. <laughs> what Harry said. Our Patreon is patreon.com forward slash beyond the box set. And we also have exclusive merchandise available on tpublic.com. Just search beyond the box set. Wait, sorry. I don't understand tpublic.com? Sorry. HTTP there we colon. Go. <laughs> <laughs> backslash, backslash. <I> <laughs> Etc. Yes. So, next week, we're going to start a new season. Mm-hmm. And it's my choice for a season because you're the one who inflicted bloody films based on games on us. Hey, it was a good time. It, it had its moments. It, it did it, have its moments. It was a good adventure. It, it did. It had its peaks, it had its valleys. But, yeah. yeah.
0: So, I, 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 I think we we started high, it went gradually down, but in a, in a creative, interesting
1: way. I would say we started at the bottom and just clawed our way up. Personally, you know what? I don't know why I said that because we definitely yeah. we started with the worst film. We started with the worst and got progressively better. Yeah, yeah. It was Battleship, dreadful. Need for Speed, problematic. Need for, Need for
0: Speed was a better movie than Truth or Dare, but I had mm. more fun recording a podcast for Truth or Dare.
1: Yeah, I, I, I'll get on board with that. Yeah, mm. and then Clue was just amazing. We definitely, yeah, that was the peak. Yeah so we'll see how this one works out so I thought we'd do something we've not really done before which is do a season all based around a single actor mm-hmm. so I thought what is a, an actor who's currently been in the news who is, you know could, has enough of a catalogue of work that could sustain a whole series so I thought, let us do Mel Gibson no? maybe next time okay, cool okay, Ugh, cool, no. cool, cool, cool. I'm never doing The Passion of the Christ on this podcast you know I'm not going to make that a joke I'm not just doing it alright, fine <laughs> <laughs> There are enough decent Mel Gibson films out there. We we should do Braveheart one day, but, you know. Yeah, let's just not not make a theme of this. Sure, thank you, yeah. Uh, (laughs) Anyway, no. So, I thought... Well, we recently had a discussion about the movie The Wife, which was nominated for an Oscar for Glenn Close, Mm. and Harry mentioned that it was the second film he'd ever seen Glenn Close in, the first being Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm -hmm. I don't think those two films represent Glenn Close's best work. Mm -hmm. I don't think that represents the scope of her career. So, given that she is now, you know the woman who's been nominated for seven Oscars and has never won one, you know that that's a lot. That's a lot of work. So I thought, let's do a four-week season of movies starring Glenn Close, acting legend Glenn Close. Okay. So I'm going to line up four Glenn Close-related movies. Mm-hmm. You look very excited by this prospect, Harry. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll see at the end of it. We'll see what you think about Glenn Close and you know her career and how her acting style and whether you are a fan or not. Mm. And I think it will help you in future. If she ever gets another Oscar nomination, you know, you'll have more of an appreciation for who she is and what she does. So, with that in mind, next week's film we're going to start off with one of her big Oscar losses—a film she was nominated for Best Actress for, that a lot of people think she should have won for, that she did not. Uh, that is *Fatal Attraction*. I've heard of it. It's a very iconic film. Is it? Yeah. Oh. I think I don't think you'll hate it. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So join us next week, listeners, mm-hmm. for Fatal Attraction, for the first part of our getting close to Glenn Close. Oh, <laughs> oh God. I might workshop that.
0: Uh, that oh, day. no, you clearly <laughs> thought about that for a couple of weeks. I, I, it's been stewing a little bit. Oh, though. John, that's awful. <laughs> Can you think of a better that's one? That's the worst pun you've ever made. Can you think of a better you one? You've had your best and your worst this episode. Well,
1: great, well you know what? I, I showed. I just showed my full range, didn't I? Can you think of a better one? Ugh. A better title for this? No. Well, then that's what it's going to be. they They're not. We've not done titles before for these things. Well, I just thought I'd throw it out there. Join us next week for getting close to Glen Close and Fatal Attraction. Oh my God! I'll tell you what, the next season is going to be great. Well, that's yeah. I am aware of. I'm aware that I'm you know, opening a lot of doors here that you mm. can definitely take advantage of. But you know, mm. that's for the future. Well,
0: I have, not I do I gave you the option of doing
1: two things. Well, exactly. This but... it's kind of your fault. But yeah. You know what, when when it comes time to do, like, the rock season, I'll be on board, you know. I'll take it like a man. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I don't need to say anything, really, do I? Let's leave it there. Okay. (laughs) So, next week, Fatal Attraction. Bye. Bye.
0: Now you're a seaman.